Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. It is finally that time of year. It is finals time. All the crap games are over. All the reject sides are gone. We don't have to watch nuffy results. Quality finals football box hit. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be great. The Titans are in for the first time since we've done the podcast anyway. So that's good. First time since I got with my fiancé, soon-to-be wife. So the curse is lifted. Well, as I've, I've decided that I will marry her now. As noted in our group conversation by Gossip, it's the first time all three of our teams have been in the finals. Yeah. I think since we've been doing the podcast, the well, Pennies have only been in once. Uh, Melbourne's been in every year. Well, this is the second time Penrith are in. So Penrith oh, we had the other year too. So twice. Well, this is our fourth year, I'm pretty sure. This is our fourth year. So Penrith have been in two of the four. Melbourne have been in every year, I think. And a little bit of and inkling. Titans, the first. Since we've been doing this, there's been a bit of history just about every year as well. The Roosters Premiership, I think the first year we did the podcast was our first time a rookie coach, I think, won the minor premiership and the premiership. Yeah. South broke a 50-year hoodoo and the Cowboys won their first title. So just about every year something special is happening. the Titans. Can the Sharks win it this year the get Titans their first premiership? Can the Titans <laughs> no, create some history? Can the Canberra Raiders be that team that kind of comes from left field? Um, just about every year, like I said, something has happened mm. since we've been doing this show. So looking forward to it. But uh, this week, like we said, everything's back in full gear. Fan questions. We'll be doing them a little bit later, just so you can keep rolling them in. We'll do our Fast Five first, review the games from the weekend, and have Mr. Gossett back this week. Finally, the band is back together. Only a couple of weeks left. We're going to charge through this final series full throttle. So, Fast Five, Brock, best, worst, high, low, any questions? You still got in the wrong order. Uh, whatever you want. You want to do high, low, go no, for it. That's right. Uh, the best, the Storm. Best defense, best spine, best forward pack, best coach. Minor premiers. Um, and I think they're the top weight as we move into the finals. They deserve their minor premiership. They lost Billy Slater, who I don't care what anyone thinks. He's the best fullback in the game. Um, and they just roll on. Munster's gone in, done a great job. He's probably 80 to 90% of what Slater is to that side, I think. Um, he's still obviously learning the game, and he doesn't do all the little one percenters that Billy does, but he's a pretty bloody good replacement. Um, they haven't really had a glitch. Melbourne, I know they've... they've their running concerns me a little bit in the fact that they've gone two and two. Um, history tells you that from here on in they'll probably have to win every game because not a lot of sides have had more than three losses and won the comp in that last uh, eight-week period. But, uh, you know, they're going to be very hard to beat in Melbourne and um, I think they've been waiting for finals for a couple of weeks now. 
Yeah, well, mine is the Storm and the Raiders. I couldn't separate the two. The Storm, obviously, the main thing for me was the defensive effort and the enthusiasm. Seven line breaks to four. The scramble was outstanding. Well, I'm not sure who it was earlier in the year who gave it to us, saying because we both agreed that Melbourne were the best forward pack. Someone on Twitter was giving it to us, said that the Bulldogs had know, the best forward someone pack. Someone was after, after uh, you. They are after me, yeah, because I was saying it. But no, but someone they, was after you again earlier in one of the comments we'll yeah. get to later. Interested to hear what you have to say about the Penrith Panthers something to do with Penrith, uh, I don't know, because I think early on, I don't know if you said they wouldn't make the finals or what's doing, I don't know. But yeah. I can't remember. We'll get to that one later on. But yeah, I'm, Melbourne are the best forward pack of the comp. The forward pack argument, I think, uh, that was made was between them and Canberra. I still think we've got a better forward pack. And Canterbury. No, nah, Canberra. No, but it was Canterbury as well. It was three sides no. they were arguing about. Canterbury are not in, even in the same league as exactly. Canberra and Melbourne. Yeah. Canberra and Melbourne, awesome packs. Canberra's got better throughout and the, the year. And the Cowboys. Cowboys got a great pack. I will definitely agree that Canberra's got better throughout the year, but end of the day, I'm still... I'll take I'd still Melbourne. take Melbourne and I'll take Cowboys. I'll take our bench over theirs as well. If you've got Nelson and McLean and Glasby... Well, this time last year, wouldn't have, but this year, no. I think that might be the difference in the finals. Yeah, most definitely. And I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of Team of the Year's name today. I'm very happy that one bloke finally got a rap who deserves it. Tohu Harris. He was a back row of the year for a couple of people. He's been outstanding. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's played... Well, he's played 5-8. He's played centre. And when he plays at back row, he's, he can do everything. And I don't think we should be naming Teams of the Year now. No, I, I, well, don't, we're the only, I don't care. We're the only mob who seems to do it at the end of the season after yeah, finals. That's when you, you make your bread now. You butter your bread now. Like, I don't care what you've done in the regular season. Go and win a comp. Yeah, well, that's why we always do as at the end of the year. People always go, you didn't name your team of the year. Well, we don't care until the finals are done because yeah. there's a good reason those other teams are out. Um, the best performers are generally still hanging around in those final sides, and they're the ones who generally make up the teams of the year. That's so right. that's what we're going to roll with. But that was my best, Raiders and Storm. Raiders very good. Storm very good. Worst? The Tigers. Yeah. They were horrendous. Well, they got that's absolutely why... smashed... Their defence was pathetic. Their enthusiasm was crap. This is like why if, they don't they deserve should, to be in. They should refund the bloody people that turned up to Leichhardt. I've got a couple of mates that went down there. Yeah, they were optimistic. They, I don't think they expected to win. They also, Canberra, were probably the better side. They'd have to be off their game and maybe rest players or whatever. But they went down there in hope and they got dished that. Oh, I wouldn't well, have filthy. This is them all year. Though. Every time there's been a game we where look it's at like the expectation, they get dusted. When there's no expectation, like last week, everyone said the Warriors were going to win. They get the job done. The Cowboys game, they're going to get pummeled. They come out and get the job done. That Panthers game the other week, this is a big game, four yeah, in a row. Compare, they get pummeled. The Titans have been in every single game. We compare the game. two games on the weekend. Yeah. Well, two games. We got lapped by Melbourne twice, really. Yeah. Well, um, but that's fine. They finished minor premiers. They're a much better side. You didn't get than us, beat by 116 look, points to 10 we, um, by one team in a season, though. We were probably never really in that game on Saturday, but we competed the whole time. Um, and the Cowboys scored a couple of late tries, but there was. Stages there where I thought if we just relaxed and played footy, I think we're trying too hard to fit Jared Hayne in. I, I almost wish Jared Hayne wasn't there. I was You're probably one of the, the only ones that said that. Yeah, they're pushing the attack too much. They I need to get back to doing what they were doing. Yeah. They're wearing teams I down. I want to see him rela- relax, play tough, and then when they get down in the other end of the field, forget about Jared, yeah, let him chime in. Yeah. So. Right now, they're trying to force the attack. They're doing what the Sharks are kind of doing. Sharks are going away from playing what their strength is being tough. Because they're so obsessed with getting Benny Barber the ball and these drift lines that aren't working anymore because they're not winning the middle. Mm. And they're forcing Jack Bird the ball as well. On the weekend, a few people going, his form's down. Some of the ballers at the Townsend was trying to chuck him in some of the situations. It's just not on. Yeah. You can't shift the football unless you've won the middle. So um, there's a few like that. My worst was Mitchell Moses' defence. He sets up one try and everyone's giving him pats on the back saying how great a player he is. He lets just points in every single week. He's not worth the ones he scores. 
Yeah. It's I don't care. Good on him. Like, yeah, the line break, yeah, he's flashy, he's so confident, he's got this swagger. Use your shoulders, mate. And there's no excuse for it because there's an 18-year-old bloke at Penrith by the name of Nathan Cleary who on debut got pummeled by the Melbourne Storm, missed one tackle out of 35 attempts. He sticks his body in front of everything. I don't care how big you are. He's handy. Well, Brooks isn't free of um, no, criticism either. There's, both there's, there's plenty of blokes right. in the league that are halves that get run over. And I'm looking again when people go so I, I think, this I think Mitchell Moses has been very, very good from an attacking perspective. But his defence is horrendous. He can't let in yeah, his defense is four bad. or five tries and set one I'm up. not going to argue that point. His um, defence is Absolutely bad. deplorable. And the Warriors with the other one, they just rolled over again. Yeah. No effort whatsoever. And the same guy, I feel bad. Yeah, for. I, I can sort of give the Warriors a pass just because they've been crap. But it was, it was bad. And, but Parramatta have been great all year. Yeah, I get that. But I just feel bad for the same bloke every week, Simon Mentoring yeah. and Ryan Hoffman. And people like that just bust their backs Yeah, but you're dumb enough to go over there. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how much he got pushed. He got pushed basically out of yeah, our club. I don't know. So, what do you expect? Uh, highlight. Um, my highlight was the well, the style of footy that Penrith and Canberra are playing. I think it's refreshing. They're throwing the block sort of play out the window. Um, and I think they're a threat. They're both a threat. Penrith probably more of an outside chance. Canberra now, I'm a little bit concerned, obviously, because they got Austin out. And now Jack White, and obviously he's in the uh, judiciary right now as we speak. So, hopefully, we'll have a decision on that before we. Uh, we hit uh, we finish up tonight and we um, hit send to iTunes. But look, I, I think just the footy they're playing it really exciting. Penrith's open style the other night. Uh, I, I think they've really relaxed and they're starting to sort of find that balance between the tough and rumble footy they're going to play in September. But they've also got that uh, flamboyance in their game, which is good. Yeah, my issue with them is they still can't play for eighty minutes though. They just zone oh, they out. They just completely shut down. Canberra, the biggest thing for me that made the difference, we said this all along, they could always score points. It was about enjoying both sides of the ball, a bit like the Warriors. They've started to enjoy defending. They were pretty ruthless the other day, and contact and attitude and line speed, all those things has been a lot better on this 10-game winning streak. Mm. Um, that's the biggest difference I'm noticing. So if they continue to enjoy working on both sides of the ball, they've got a massive chance to win this comp. Yeah. And I think, again, the big focus for me and the reason why I still think they can win even again without Whiten in there, is they're one of these ones that are not so set on their all their key members of their spine having to play such a good game. The big thing for me is ruck speed basically is the number one thing in the game, and they just seem to have it all the time. Leilua Rapana start their set so well, their forwards get on the back of it, and all the key decisions and most of the creative play seems to come from Hodgson. That's the epicentre of their side. Um, well, you saw a few weeks ago with him out, they really struggled. So Massively. Yeah. But they're, they're, no one... The whole Caesar to me played much better football at the Titans. Hundred percent, but that's um, what I'm saying. I don't really see him or Austin or Whiten. I think Williams has been good, critical. Yeah, I, but I do. If I both think, of them are out, I think Hodgson yeah, is Hodgson out. is the hub of that side along with that forward pack. Yeah, and I don't think talk, they can. I don't think they can win it without those two. You talked about set starts the other, and we talk about it all the time. No one starts their sets better. No one gets a better roll on because the two blokes they've got kicking things off, and then their forwards just hop on the back of it. And it's so easy for their halves. They just give early ball to the edges once they get a quick uh, play of the ball. Mm. Papali's in career best form. Whitehead's very skillful on the other side of the field. And their centres are arguably been the two best centres in the comp or close to yep. on this run. So um, things really, really revolve around that ruck. But my highlight was Leilua and Rapana individually. Not so much that flick pass was absolutely awesome. But just watching those two every single week. Yeah, it's just an absolute show. The flick, flick pass he threw was freakish. They are just destructive to the nth degree. I love the pair of them. It's outstanding. Yeah, um, I've never it's seen... It's sad. I feel a little bit ticked that... 
Rapunos at the Titans for all those years and then went on his mission, but I'm pretty sure we had a chance to re-sign him and John Cartwright said no. Nah. Well, he did only two seasons, I think, with you, went to his Mormon mission. But he was good. He was just, just coming, went becoming to, a first grader when he left. And He didn't come back to you guys first up. He went to Rugby Union. He tried Western Force yeah. and then this is year three at Canberra. He struggled for the first two years, but he's just exploded. No, I he, yeah, I don't think he struggled last year. but No, nah, he yeah. got an opportunity at the back end and played well, but this year he's absolutely coming to his own. Yeah. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding. Your low light. Well, Jack White and being charged. Yeah, after Innes was not charged. And then last night we see the still images they produced and their three dot points just embarrassing themselves. But how? I, I'd like to know that... Whitens and his arm was away from his body as well. When so he we're saying contact. with Mick Ennis that he's ticked two of the three boxes, but it's still not a shoulder charge? Yeah, but... You put, so but two out of three boxes would mean 66... He, he satisfies 66% of the criteria. They both shoulder charges. By, I don't care if they're little dot points, but they embarrassed themselves because they said the arm's separate. If you pause Jack's, the elbow's separate from the body as well. Paul Kent did the steals last night. No, no, he just I, said they're embarrassing no, themselves. But I don't to understand it. why we need to even break it down. Well, they like shouldn't that. have justified it. They made you charge, look you even charge more. You charge none. They're like, both shoulder charges. They are. But I think Jack, I don't think Jack White meant to. Like Ennis sort of had time to, to go in. I think Jack White well, got himself in a real bad position. Ennis was late. He didn't have to. Hit and him. they're saying that Jack White got an up uh, like he's got upgraded because he made contact with the head, but he didn't make contact with the head. He had shoulder. He had a head clash. He smashed. So that's. I'd be going in and arguing both points. I'd just. Take I'd be that. arguing the fact that firstly, there's separation, the still as, as you can see. Secondly, the contact with the head wasn't from the shoulder; it was from his own head. The dead set just embarrassing themselves. They own still images, and then you see the other ones. Look, so I think. What are you doing? Todd Greenberg probably doesn't listen to our show, but look, oh, I think um, Michael Butner. What are you thinking? This, is not, this is not the first time he's coming. Gronk, out. absolute Gronk. Not what he came time. out with yesterday, and the fact that he compared it to Ennis's. What, what, what are you doing that for? You're trying and to justify your decision. While we also justifying the flip side, there was no mention that the Ennis hit could have basically it was late. It was unnecessary. He didn't need to hit Greeny. He didn't. No. So that's what I mean. He had more time to pull out than what White. And then the upgrade. I get the prize thing because I mentioned this before. So if we're getting on the prize, no, prize no, no, no. But I'm not saying that he deserves it because of it. But the prize bandwagon. If that's the case, why is the five or six trips by Josh Reynolds still never been charged? And every yeah. time he gets a prize, he's still never been charged. Jason Croker flipped his lid about it. Yeah, I saw I, that. I loved it. I saw that. It was good. I, and look, I sort of sympathise with Canberra, fan, Canberra fans because you are getting some shit calls. That's Absolute just shit yeah, calls. As soon as Ennis got off and then I saw that, I'm like, yeah, all right, fair enough. And then this, I, th- I don't think Canberra helped themselves by coming out and saying they won't get charged. They won't like. They should have said Ennis nothing. Got off. Should have said nothing. You know, I, I don't think they should have added that pressure but and the media speculation trying, and trying put to, a focus on it. The NRL trying to justify it. You just embarrass yourself. No, look, they need what they need to do is just can can the match review committee altogether. They don't need it. It should just be the judiciary. Like, what are these Muppets on the judiciary doing? They've got a rotating panel. It should just be the same people every week. Pick pick a panel of four. I don't care if it changes every year, but you can't tell me that you don't have four blokes who you can pay, employ to be the judiciary people who watch every game, whatever, charge people. The, the on-field referee, they're like, you can't get consistency between what the on-field referee's discretion is, the match review committee, and then the judiciary. Then they're, they're all not on the same page. No, they're all completely different. And then we saw the Clemmer one on Friday as well. If you're well, going to, Clemmer's the same. If you're going to pin as well. One, just because, what, Edwards got absolutely smoked and laid down and Greeny laid down as well, but he got no charge on that side of thing. Yeah, but I don't think Green's a player to lay down. No, not like laid down, but he's on he the ground. Down, like yeah. He's down, whether he's hurt or not. Same as Edwards. Edwards was legitimately hurt. Yeah, of course he was. So yeah. was Green. I'm not but, questioning then, any of them. But... I know Clemmer's wasn't as well, but if you're going to justify him and there's still images, you just embarrassed yourself. Well, and then even, I look at James Graham trying to kick Burgess. 
like to me, that should have been a charge. Like, I was if you're going to charge, if you're going to charge Josh Reynolds for attempting to trip, yeah, you got to charge him. He, he tried to kick him. Yeah, and that's like, like Nathan Brown. Nathan I love, Brown. I love James Graham. That is nuts. He's crazy. Just, he's crazy. It was like he's Tyson moment on Slater. There needs to be a, There needs to be some sort of repercussion for actions on the field, and there's not at the moment. I tell you what, he's easy to stir up though. Just, like the other, oh, is, when yeah. Bird just launched to like hit him, and he barely missed him. He went chasing after him about twenty minutes, pointing at him. I'm like, mate, he just tried to hit you with his cool. He did finger. nothing wrong, and he went after him about twenty. Minutes. That's football. I love Graham. I love Graham. I love the way he plays, and I love the the, the way they clash. I love that. Yeah, well, That's great. He spat the dummy, but he didn't need to kick him. No, nah, he, he, he spat the dummy, and the initial charge at him, he spat the dummy when he tried to murder him. Like you're playing football, mate. It's great. I love it. He's allowed to try and kill you, and you should be trying to do the same thing. <laughs> Two angry palms. Right. I'm like, just beat the shit. And then out after he didn't want to shake hands with him, he was getting all sour about it. I was like, Did come, he? Come, mate. You lashed out with a kick. See, I was at the I was at a wedding. I didn't I didn't see it, but I uh, I, I made sure the next morning once I'd heard about it, I got on Fox Sports and watched all the. I was waiting for a Slater moment. I was waiting for him to bite him or do something. I was like, he's lost it. Burgess under his skin. He's completely flipped his biscuits. That's great. Either that or abuse a ref again. The other, the other little one that I wanted to mention was um, the FKL Andrew Fafita riding free Kurt, Clint Loveridge or Kurt Loveridge on his arm, and then the fact that Cronulla did nothing about it, like just sort of smothered over it. Well, you know, if, if that's my brother or if that's my uh, family member or mate that's just been punched and killed by this grub who's in jail, who pleaded guilty, I'd be filthy if someone on a, in a public forum like Fafita was supporting him. He's got every right to support him, but you, yeah, it, but on the, on you the, shouldn't you shouldn't be doing it publicly. That, I, I had an issue. Especially when you're, you're paid as a Cronulla Sharks player. You're an employee of the Cronulla Sharks, so therefore he's representing yeah. the Cronulla brand. So Cronulla should have been all over this. They should have been, but I had a problem on the flip side of it when they're coming out he's consorting with criminals. I'm like, so is he doing the Norman side? And it's his life. So why didn't he get no, sat it's, out It's his like life long friend and all the rest of it. I'm like, if you're telling someone, regardless of your circumstances, people don't know about his upbringing or whatnot, you can't tell someone they can't go visit someone if it's his lifelong no, friend in jail. No, no, that's fine. Jail. But, but, when, when they but that's, not, it, that's not in no, a no, public but, forum. But when they painted it that way, like the other day, oh, consulting with criminals, I'm like, okay, so what? And then that comes out after. I'm like, well, I think crap. there was more to it than that. I think it's there's been mention of bikey gangs and things and whatever. But, but and I don't know. I, that, I don't. That was know. what their excuse was. He went to visit someone in jail. That's consorting with a criminal. He's behind bars for cross hate. I, I, I don't have. I don't have a problem with him going. To no, see him in, I had a problem jail. with the risk tape, and I'm with you 100. percent But I'm also. I have a problem problem with him doing it publicly when he's an employee. Like if I went to school and I wrote free. Whoever, some a convicted criminal, yeah. my boss would be kicking me up the ass. But the, so sens- I don't, I don't the sensitivity side different. of things as well, like go support your mate, fine. On but the he's download. also killed someone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go support your mate and keep it on the download. Don't write yeah. something like that and broadcast in the forum the insensitivity. Because on the flip side of that, this family also lost his brother who committed suicide not long after. Yeah, exactly. More due to the circumstances, most yeah. likely. So this is a double whammy and absolutely brutal for them. I don't know who said it. Um, but I think it was Gallon might have said that's probably the only thing I've ever agreed on that Paul Gallon said they should just ban everyone writing anything on him. Hmm. I love it. I, that's fine. I've got no problem with that. And I've got to say as well, poor form, Shane Flanagan in your press conferences, mate. What did he say? Just excuses all the time. We weren't that great. They weren't that good. Yeah, the Fafita things didn't really help. That was a big excuse. Every week, anytime something goes wrong for Flanagan, he's got an excuse for it. Mate, yeah. you played poor. You had it. seven line breaks. You threw it. the football around. They scrambled on you. You didn't win, mate. Nothing stuck. Mm. Just cop it on the chin for once. Own it. Stop passing the buck, mate. Just be a decent coach and a decent bloke. Shit, yeah. Oh, just... Own it. Every press conference. 
Yeah. You don't see Bellamy making excuses. He usually drills the players. So we were very. He just seemed wanting to stew and like spray the players, but he mm. can't. Good. Cop it on the chin. Des Hasler, same boat, mate. Oh, if we completed at eighty percent, we would have been fine. No, you wouldn't have. Paramount had the best completion rates in the comp the other year with Stephen Kearney. But guess what? They you do last. nothing with the ball. They nothing with the ball. 2012 Now you're buying into my theory on the Bulldogs. 2012 Des Hasler. Yeah, have you noticed that they can't fucking kick the ball in, the, kicks. Kick the, ball in the, the last tackle? I've been saying the whole time. They haven't changed anything Forget the kicks. They can't get a repeat set. They can't do anything with the ball. Their halves You can't halves. do anything with the ball if you can't get a repeat set. You yeah. can't build pressure. You can't That's what anything. the game's revolved around. What has he got halves for? What do you mean? His halves can't even kick. And you were saying to me before, I don't want it. I'm like, fuck. I don't get it. Mate, if he can't trust them, run the ball. But he doesn't run the ball or do anything. Run the ball. They don't do anything. Their forwards are their halves. Their halves aren't they're allowed bad. to touch they're the They're a football. bad team. They can't touch They're bad the at football. And they'll end up making the GF or something somehow. Well, they probably will. They'll scout it out. And then hopefully they get towered up like they did by South. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll ruin the grand final if they get there. And hopefully it's the same result like the other year when South put the hurt on them. If That's anyone's going to stink it up in the finals and get to the GF, I hope it's the Titans, not the Bulldogs. <laughs> All right, rant done. I'm good now. Uh, questions? What do you got? Did you like the captain's challenge in the Dragons Knights game? I was just more happy that they had to make. They didn't decisions. really have the captain's no, challenge. No one, no one actually. They just let it flow because they didn't. Which have was a, good. I like that. They didn't part. have a chance to bombard the ref for once because the video replay wasn't there for him to kind of just hammer about. Mm. So I thought it was good. I thought things flowed well. The other thing is, while you're away, um, I did a bit of a ten or fifteen minute segment on momentum going into the finals. Um, different records, things like that. So I'm going to go through what what the the top eight teams, how they've run into the finals. Do you know what they've run into the finals? You don't know, big boy? What do you mean? Just their form into the finals. Raiders, four and oh. Canberra have won. Broncos, four in a row. Canberra's won ten in a row. Panthers, Brisbane's four in won a row. five Hang on, row. forget about that. Seven of the last eight for the Panthers. Four in a row, four in a row, four in a row for Raiders, Broncos, Panthers. Cowboys, three and one. Storm, two and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titans, two and two. Sharks, one and three. Bulldogs, one and three. Now, that tells me that Theoretically, from the Titans down, they can't win the comp. I don't think the Titans, Sharks, or Dogs can win the comp. Last year, the Cowboys had the, the, the Cowboys had a five and three record over yeah. the last eight weeks, but they had I think they had the fifth best defense. Theoretically, before that, the previous five five premiers all were either first or second in yeah. um, in defense, and, one, and they two. went at least six and two. Yeah, Melbourne's number one. So if Cowboys you're looking at that, two. I'm looking at Melbourne. And I'm looking at the Cowboys. They're the number one and number two defence. Cowboys are three and one. Storm are two and two. And I don't think Melbourne. If Melbourne lose a game now, they're not winning the comp. I don't think. I, I don't think, think they can. I don't think they can lose in Melbourne and then recover and, and well, have I'm a run. The, no one's talked about the injuries we've had all year either. Well, I get it, but I, I think part. Melbourne are set up now just to go three wins done. Like Will Chambers had a massive injury. Took time to get back. Played a really good game on the weekend. Nelson needs to stop getting suspended. That'd probably help. Uh, Jordan McLean was injured, had his first two games back, it's been pretty good. There's just been little bits and pieces. Glasby missed some football. Mm. Melbourne can't lose any pieces full stop. And I look at Penrith and Brisbane, like I know they've gone 4 0. I don't read it. But any. I look at who they've played, I don't and I'm any. not totally Penrith's, convinced. Penrith's run was awful teams. Brisbane, so. to me, are legitimate in the fact that they've got the fourth best defence. I don't know whether their defence has been that good lately. Their defence for the first half of the competition was great. If they can get back to that and then find a bit of spark. I think that 4 and 0. I believe in the Brisbane squad, it's proven. So for me, on mm. that side of things. I'm still a bit 50 50 on them. But for me, the Raiders, obviously, their, their defence is my only concern, really, for the Raiders. Yeah, but they're, they're, not, they're ranked They've six. at least in this streak knocked off all those teams that are on top. And isn't it funny that when you look at the top eight, I know we look at points, we look at form, we look at everything. 
the top eight defensive sides are in the comp. Yeah, and the, uh, are in the finals. And if you looked at the, simple as if that. you looked at the differential, every team had a positive differential. All the negative differentials were in the bottom half. Yeah, it was perfect eight and eight this year. Yeah. So on that side of things, and they almost all landed in the exact spot where they. So I'm going to keep I'm going to keep a record of that because I did say to the um, people, and there were a lot of people that uh, commented on it, sent us inboxes or whatever about that, you know, little period, and I've got all this, the data to back it up from the last six years. So. Theoretically, it says really you got to be either first or second defence. Cowboys were fifth last year, but really you can't have any more than three losses. No one in the last six years who's won the comp has had more than three losses. Mm. So there's a few teams on the borderline of that at the moment. Yeah. Any other questions? No, mate. You got any for me? Uh, well, I had the Fafita. I had White, and we talked about those. I have a problem, and I don't know about you. They've said that now Hopawade with Des Haslow has agreed that if they get to the grand final... Well, we said this when it first happened. That's no dice. That's, that's, that's no crap. dice. If you're that's crap. good you enough... Do it, do it yeah. all, all the time or not at all. Yeah, bullshit will Hopawade. Yeah. Sad. And Des Haslow, bullshit by you too. Yeah. Same as your piss-poor style of play. Sad that someone would get jipped. Tell, tell you who went after Des Haslow. I loved it. So Andy Raymond. Andy Raymond said on um, Instagram, Instagram, he's like... Mate, the players are playing to a bullshit style or something crap game plan. I was like, you're the man, Andy. Tell it how it is. That's how. That's what we want. That's what I love about Andy Raymond. Yeah, well, it's... Tell no, it how it is, brother. Nothing's changed in, since 2012. It's the same thing. It's right. just, uh, Frustrating. It's rubbish. It's frustrating. Des, sort it out. Change something. Yeah. All right, we'll do the reviews of the games from the weekend. Broncos, Titans, 24-14. Broncos, Titans? Oh, sorry, Broncos, Roosters. I Come on, that one there. Right at the wrong spot. 24-14, uh, definitely not a great start by the Broncos. Absolutely terrible. Tried to play similar style they did against Melbourne. but they had no ball. As you see, the ball doesn't stick all the time. They dropped plenty of football and they were very poor early on. Completely lack of enthusiasm, but they still got the job done somehow. They um, had 35% possession at half time and they were only down two. Yeah, but they got the job done somehow. No, I'm saying they, it was an absolute miracle they were only down two. Yeah. And the Roosters didn't score a point in the second half. No. They didn't, they, but, but the Roosters basically did what they did last week. Come out hot, went into it, got some opportunities, got some early ball, punched away, and then just fell over. Well, the Roosters, fell what killed the Roosters was the 15 minutes before half time, yeah. allowing Brisbane back into the game. Yeah, well, I just I know the big thing for them, it's going to be hard with their smaller middle to play that style of football and have all the passes stick and move all those sides around. But, but I watched that game, I watched Brisbane, and I think they're beatable. I think the Titans can beat Brisbane. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I just they almost did this it time early. last year. I don't think I don't think we could have, but this year I think we can. Hmm. Well, the Roosters hard year. I think the only upside, really, considering what happens, blooding all those kids, and there were some pretty decent kids they blooded into their side as well. Yeah. So they're str- are they going to be stronger for that next year with their squad? Hopefully, no dog humping or injuries in the preseason, like the boy Cordner one or someone like a, a Reha Argraves recovering. But uh, Tokiaho did his ACL late in the year, which is going to hurt. I don't know. He'll probably miss the whole preseason. So. Um, hopefully they start next year on a better note. Brisbane, I'm with you. There's still worry there, um, most definitely. Attitude's still a concern and just consistency for 80 minutes. And I'm still, again, we talk about bullshit tactics, not with Wayne Bennett and the negativity, like kicking into touch at certain points and just playing down. That's what cost them the JF, in my opinion, last year. They played too negative for the whole second half. They may have blocked out five or six, probably certain bomb tries that we saw from the Cowboys, but they still found a way to score one. Yeah. Um, they don't play for 80 minutes. They try to shut things down way too early. Uh, with the halves they've got and the players they've got, they're better off to try and roll the dice and play some football. Yeah, I can like, Even looking at like a James Roberts kind of play, you bring in another attacking weapon like that and upgrade things, and they just seem to have become more negative in my life. So things have to change. We need to see a big boost from them this weekend heading into the finals. The second game, Dogs 
South's 28 to 10. My God, South's come home very strong, didn't they? They were a completely different side at the back end of the year, especially through the middle of the field. And we saw Damian Cook doing exactly what he did for the Bulldogs last year, just working off the back of those quick play the balls. And I was super impressed by how good Heimel Hunt was before he hurt his pec. And I thought he was great when he got back. And I thought Aaron Gray's proved a lot more to me as well in that period. So Mm. I think there's a lot of positives for South's move the next year. Losing Nathan Brown, though, that hurts. Yeah, uh, I'm, going to right, I'm not. It's easy for South to play when the season's over. Oh, 100%. I want to see how they start the year next year. Uh, obviously, they're going to get Robbie Farrow, who I think will make a massive difference because they, they're screaming out for a nine that's Stuff going to take control. Farrow. No, I, I think he's going to make a massive difference. I think Cook suits them better um, than what Farrow does. I think, I think Cook will for the 20 minutes he'll get. Yeah. So, I look, think I think they're, they're screaming out for someone like Isaac Luke, and Robbie Farrow's that man. So, yeah. I think he'll play well at South. I think they've got the forward pack that'll complement his game. Um, well, when yeah, I, I like the move. When he starts starving the halves, who I'm a big fan of, in particular Cody Walker, who I thought had a really great year and pisses them off as well. Uh, would no, we'll su- see. Wouldn't we'll surprise see. I, don't I, like, I, I, think, I don't think they can win the competition um, if they don't have him, but I think I they'll sneak a chance win of winning with it with him. Yeah, who knows? Good, good luck to him. Good luck trying to get him to blend into your side. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're, they're really not risking anything for me. I, the, not with the money, been, but I they've just, been flat and rubbish. You get an origin player for two hundred thousand dollars. Happy days. Nah, the only reason he's an origin player is because we've got no hookers. That's no, the only he's, he's an origin player. Nah, he's, he's, good player. he's well gone the last couple of years. I'm not. I'm off Robbie Farah completely. Good. I'm just yeah. You can take your Robbie Farah hate elsewhere. Right. Nah, I'm sticking to it. Uh, he's completely. The only reason he's been there, Robbie Farah. Uh, sorry, Laurie Daly guaranteeing the spot in his form in general. Oh, yeah, I would have. I would have had Pete's for the last. Hasn't game. warranted it at all, and we have no nines. Uh, our options are terrible. And all the Queensland. What do you mean? We could have picked Pete's easily. We could have if he was healthy for one of those other years as well, but they didn't. And this yeah. year they didn't even pick him for game three, and they should have. Which is surely Josh Hodgson can get a working visa. Or flip something. that over. On the flip side, if you go through the depth list of the Queensland hookers, he wouldn't even be in the top five, as far as I'm concerned. He'd be right over. Yeah, that but list, also so. I think he's he's been a victim of. Um, Taylor trying to knife him for the oh, last year. I think he's well. been a victim of his own stupidity and he's laid the knife in everyone else. And yeah, said, I agree. He's got his karma's come back at him. Anyway, but I think, but look, put all the shit aside. He's he can play football. He's no mug. You go into a side that's got a big in. forward pack. Oh, well, that's it. I, I'm just, I just, in? I want to, I want to see it. I, I, Is he going to give the half? I'm over, I'm over the shit talking about Robbie Farrell. I want to see him play football. Yeah, and he, I think it's a good move for South. Is he going to give the halves the ball and the fullback well, how, in GI? How the fuck do I know that? How do I know that? Well, he didn't at the time. I don't know that. The issue. So, so, but I'm, what I'm saying is he's a better option than the guys who got there at the moment. Well, if it backfires, mm. I wouldn't be surprised. But backfires, backfires are not losing anything because they didn't make the eight this year. Well, it will next year. I well, think they've got the side that can get in there. So, I think... Well, they, okay, they've got the side that could get in there, but they didn't. Not this year. No, they didn't. That's right. Because well, what's they had all the year? other crap Nothing. with Russell Crowe and Kieran oh, and all that going on. Back in the year, they looked pretty good. But, um, yeah, when, when they were out of contention. It's easy to look good when you're out of contention. Looking at the rest of the things here, the Bulldogs we spoke about, flat, just took the boat. They bought into the, the bit of the niggle there. No kicking, no creativity, but luckily enough for them, they get back the only bloke with some ounce of creativity next week, Cassiano, who basically is their halfback, but... I hope they just get taken out week one, to be honest, because they're as bad to watch yeah, as, yeah, we've wasted too much time as the Dragons. They're, they're bad. as bad to watch as the Dragons. But speaking of the Dragons, 28-26, they got over Newcastle. Speaking of bad. Yeah, it wasn't a great game. Um, Newcastle, same old, same old. No dice. They were right there at the end. I didn't see the end of this game with the penalties. No, the penalty was crap. Few people Should not have been a penalty. were not happy about it. No, so. it was a crap way to decide the game. Uh, crap way for Jeremy Smith and his career. Deserved better than that. Newcastle deserved better than that. Uh, yeah, it was just a, a game between two 
pretty poor sides. Neither of them can really defend, uh, and they just jump in and out of game. They play in patches, so that's exactly what this game was. Yeah, Newcastle were probably unlucky. I think I was disappointed for Ben Cray, but good on him for not wanting to play busted just to get a final run. He didn't. He knocked back that opportunity from Paul McGregor, so good on him being able to admit that he just wasn't good to go. Uh, he had a pretty outstanding career. The Newcastle side of things, you got to give a rap. Probably Nathan Ross, Gagai, Mataria, the Safedi brothers, Barnett. They're probably the positives this year that these guys played some football, built up their experience, and that Nathan Brown cleared some cap space. And by all reports, you are day by another genius move. Not bad by for a top eight side, Cousin Gary. Another genius move by Trent Barrett. Uh, very likely to be picking up Uate and freeing up some money for Nathan Brown. So I think he'd be pretty happy about I that. I don't think he'd be paying him the full wedge. Oh, but they're going to pay a fair bit, I reckon. So that's no loss for Newcastle. They mm. don't want him there. And he's on half a mil next year. So good situation for them. I think, but he's, on, I think he's on more than that, to be fair. Uh, it's gone down. Has it? Yeah. This last year's worth about half a million bucks. So Still too much. They tried to punt him to the Super League. He doesn't want to go. So they don't want to play first grade. They've told him and his manager it's not happening full stop. So they'll find another club or sit in New South Wales Cup. Uh, Manly very interested. I hear Jared Mullins in the same boat. Could work out very so, well. Yeah, well, I'm hearing that uh, Rick Stone's going after him, Mamo, and Tyler Randall. So he might free up a few more blokes. Where's probably... Rick Stone at? Rick Stone is somewhere in the Super League, from what I know. I think Huddersfield, Huddersfield or something okay. like that. He's got one of those teams, so see how that plays out there. And on the Dragon side of things, while we talk about it, they're talking about Demetria, Jason Demetria, possibly taking that job, or Garth Brennan. Apparently, Garth Brennan's family doesn't want to leave. But I think Dragons smash it on the desk again for poor decision-making. Ivan Cleary, pick up the phone, make a call, see what you can do. I think they have. Or throw the kitchen sink. You need to do something. So they're not going to sack McGregor? Well, that, there's talk, they're trying to find some way out of there. The players are apparently completely off him. They like Demetrio, but uh, they're also looking at Brennan. But you also can't you can't let players make decisions like that. No, I'm with you 100%. So, but the best move the for best them coach. is not a first-time coach in this poor situation. They need to roll out the red carpet and find a way, especially if the Wind Corporation's getting in and fixing the money side of things. I, I'd be saying about Tim Sheens as well. Yeah, I think I, Tim Sheens could put a I bit of spark on their attack. Way too good a wicket where he's in He probably is, but I'm saying he could... This time in his career to become... He'd be, he'd be someone that I'd at least ask a question. Yeah. I, I think he'd go well in the, the Warriors, Tim Sheens. Mm. Well, a blow-up year for these two. Um, yeah, Newcastle, I think, made a lot of progress, though, as far as the blooding and some of the hurt and offloading some players, so... If you're going to tell me... Oh, better at the end of the year, what but I still bad. Yeah, 100%, but it's, he's inherited an absolute mess. And who are they bringing in? No one. Well, They've go. got no money to spend. So but I can't I think, wait until next preseason when everyone falls in love with Newcastle again and tips them to... I think he's made them, a decent death, though, and starting to knock down some of the walls for the piss-poor decisions that have been made by the club and previous people that have been there, though. And even the Hodgkinson move. Who signs as halfback a 700 grand? He did, didn't he? No, he wasn't even the coach yet. The okay. club did it. These genius things, and I said the Newcastle way, and that was their move. It's just ridiculous, but he's made a decent dent and started to try and offload some. He still hasn't signed anyone. So. No, he's got no money. He can't. He's literally no, just I, starting he does to get have money. money. Oh, they only had enough by offloading Sims just to sneak Barnes in. No one, wants to, go, no one wants to go there. That's well, the problem. You can't do anything when you've got no money and you've well, got no, no appeal, one wants to go so. there. Exactly. No he, one wants to go there. It's going to get built back up, but he's done a decent dent. Dragons, uh, you know, I think their amount of wins doesn't reflect how they were this year. I thought they were a lot poorer than the amount of wins they ended up jagging. Uh, that's my opinion. Yeah, they drag, jagged a lot yeah. early when, and during Origin. Yeah. They, they beat two of the top four sides during Origin. Didn't yeah. they? They beat, the Cowboy, they beat Melbourne and the Cowboys during Origin. Yeah, well, McGregor's time so, in like, my yeah, eyes. That's why Origin just... It, it, it's a false false economy. Like, when you get to the end of the year and Paul McGregor walks in and says, oh, we had... You know, how many wins is that? Ten? Nine or ten? Ten. Oh, we had ten wins. Well, I'd be, if I was on the board there, I'd be saying, well, really? You played Melbourne's reserve grade and you played Cowboys' reserve grade. 
with all their stars out. Yeah. Like, well, I think his time, his time there is done. That's my and if the cowboy, like if the Cowboys miss the top four by a game, yeah, and you look at that game and you go, well, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it has a bigger impact than what people think. Yeah. Cowboys, Titans, 32-16, uh, building nice and slowly for the finals. Coop showing some decent form. Cooper, Granville back in. Scott missed uh, another game, but I think they're building mm, I don't know. a little bit towards the finals and rumbling wrong nicely. Uh, they were pretty good in the first half. They I had, thought they should have led by at least 30 in the first half. They had enough chances. Well, they had the, no, uh, completed Titans were poor. all their sets for about 30 minutes. Hayne was poor. That, he definitely well, the Titans were just poor in general. Yeah. Um, they, they should have been ahead by a lot more, the Cowboys. I, I think they're building okay, but I, I think they've got another gear to go up if they're going to win it. Yeah, I think they've got the gear. I, don't I hope think, they do. I don't think they've I got hope the they do. I, I don't think, no, I don't think so either. I think they're still playing around a little bit. And it just seemed like every time the Titans are getting near, they just kick on a little bit. They give me more the feel of that Melbourne, like a horse in that a trial run. Melbourne side that used to kind of taper off, win some games, and then few of those semi-final series that they blew sides away. Yeah, I don't know. I, just don't, I don't know if they have the same feeling as I had about them last year. Mm, oh, I'm that's just my gut, and that's can't. not that's not a Titans thing. I, the Titans were really. I thought if they opened up a little bit, they could have got the Cowboys on tilt. But Cowboys were a much better side. Don't get me wrong. The Cowboys are in the top echelon. I just don't know whether they've got that kick in them. I don't have the same buzz about them. That's that's just me at the moment. But no. that may change. Hopefully, it does this week. Big game this weekend. I think they're going to spark up at some point. Uh, even if it is a loss this weekend, they lost week one of the finals last year. Still found their way back, but. Titans, I think we hit the nail on the head before, trying too hard to force attack down everyone's throat in their side now. And Forget about that. Push the middle defence is horrendous. It is horrendous, but they also need to get back to scrapping and doing what they were doing early in the year. They wore sides out. They, that Brisbane game, I know, was very early in the year when they almost got back into it. They just ground away, ground away, ground away, and late in the game, they just come after it. Mm. Uh, let Jared Hayne working off the back of what you do so well, which is just tradesmen. Need to start better this week. Yeah, dirty work, but... Uh, they're really trying to push things way too hard on the attacking side of things. But, yeah, Cowboys, massive, massive game. Need to uh, amp things up and be a lot more ruthless. Titans find their way back in. Definitely more deserved than the Tigers, so good on them. Melbourne, 26-6 over the Sharks. Uh, I think the simple thing about this was the scramble defense and uh, just a massive difference in attitude and enthusiasm this week. Yeah, they were good, Melbourne. Cronulla were, again, pretty poor, I thought. Um not much else to say. Melbourne are just a different side down in Melbourne. I know they got ambushed a little bit by Brisbane the week before, but Melbourne just complete. They kick well. They just do all those little one percenters really, really well. And they had a lot to play for Cronulla, and they shut the bed really, didn't they? So, yeah. Well, the big thing for me, I thought our whole team was outstanding. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I mean. I can't there really was pick no, holes in Melbourne. There was no one that was average. I thought a lot of guys were very, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that in particular, the highlight for me was that scramble tackle. But I think the scoreline probably flattered Cronulla. Yeah, well, we should have taken more. But I don't think it did Melbourne any justice, the scoreline. The game wasn't that close. Melbourne were never in doubt. No, I really, really enjoyed uh, the scramble, in particular the one where Corabetti, just like a human thunderbolt, almost drove old mate through the fence. So, yeah. um, there were some pretty good efforts there. Things, not, I'm still a little bit... Maybe, that goes back to your earlier point, but they, the Cronulla are just playing side to side. Yeah, well, they still created. If they just come under on that play where they where Corabetti got him, if Luke Lewis just dummied and went, the Melbourne Storm players were all turned out chasing towards the sideline. He would have dummied and gone straight over. They still, like you said before, they're looking to finesse the ball from sideline to sideline. Oh, 100%. But they so still created, they created seven line breaks to four. They had more opportunity, but the scramble was outstanding. So yeah. I was big on that. That's one thing we usually do very, very well. We didn't the week before. Uh, we let three last tackle tries in, so... That was a big difference for me. They need to get back to playing tougher, more central through the middle, and stop trying these early shifts like we spoke about. But 
Um, James Maloney had a poor game. They're, yeah, they're the he one. Had a really poor game. Yeah, so is Townsend. They've both been quite poor during this period, but mm. they're middle. They need to get back to winning the middle. James Maloney just looked rattled from word go. Yeah, things need to change there for them. On the Melbourne side of things, I am a little bit worried uh, about this week. I'm still not 100% sure on us, but the biggest thing is we're at home. No, I'm um, more sure about you guys than I am the Cowboys. That's the harder game I think we could have drawn out of all of them. They're the one side, I think, if anyone. <laughs> you would have liked Cronulla again. Oh, I would have loved Cronulla. I would have loved the Bulldogs to hold on to fourth if they didn't finish the year so poorly. That was looking likely for a while there. Yeah. That would have made me very happy, but uh, that'll be a big game. Canberra up 52-10. Tigers absolutely blew it. Raiders' defensive attitude was a much better. Their forward pack getting off Hodgson. The set starts from Bailura and Rapata. They just absolutely hampered that left-hand side. They smashed Mitchell Moses. The defense was absolutely terrible. And then middle's just as bad. Woods and a couple of these guys, some of the poor efforts, Tim Grant, standing flat-footed, just letting Rapata and some of these guys pour through some of the tries that were scored. Um, absolute showtime for Canberra. Yeah. But Tigers, just absolutely disgusting. Way to finish the year. Yep, they were... Defensively, as poor as I've seen any side this year. Yeah, feel uh, bad. Canberra, like you said. Canberra, great. Look, they and I got the feeling Canberra were they weren't in top gear. No, they sort of and they tapered off a little bit in that ten minutes after half time. They took the foot off the pedal a little bit. There was a middle period in the first half. They took the foot off the pedal, but they just flicked that switch back on and went up another gear. And Tigers had nowhere to go. It was almost like any any time Canberra got a set down on the Tigers line, they cracked them. Try time, too easy, real bad. Um, but yeah, once they get that nos and the points get going, they just put the foot down. Canberra, they love scoring their tries in bunches. There's no doubt about that. But the big thing that we spoke about, ruck speed, has been the focal point for like the last decade. I don't, I can't remember a side that generates more ruck speed or this harder to contain than this team right yeah, now. Against a shit defence. Oh, they've won ten in a row. I think every side struggled to slow them down to the middle of the field. But they got to, they got to do it now. I know they have to Cowboys the storm. But this, like we talk about the, the set defences. And, and look, they beat Melbourne in Canberra a couple of weeks ago. To have two guys that but are wing centre. Melbourne and Melbourne's going to be different. That are one and two in the league in tackle breaks and then have forwards of the same ilk and just players all over the field. Like There's a lot of power and just... They're upgrading the forward pack. We spoke the other year. They used to have tall timber, boring, no offloads, nothing dynamic about them at all. That forward pack and that side has completely been flipped. It is a completely different kettle of fish now. Yeah. Um, I've still just got them on a... A rung just below those, well, particularly because yeah, they have um, to prove themselves. Melbourne and and uh, the Cowboys. Twenty ten last final series, and a lot of guys haven't played finals. We've got them, general, them, so. and, uh, them and Cronulla, sort of, and Brisbane all on the same line. I think. Yeah, Eels forty to eighteen over the Warriors. Warriors just rolled over again. Well, Warriors led twelve yeah, nil after nil. six minutes. Or twelve. There was like twenty four points in twelve minutes in the game. It was yeah, thirty two points. Parramatta scored thirty two unanswered points. And it was comical. Isaac Nagoyish getting two pickup tries off errors. I was waiting for the hat trick. That would have been amazing. David Middleton would have been sitting somewhere right that down and I just... was watching it with um Nick's dad and he, he, he said, Oh Isaac Luke will never score a try like that again. Five minutes later, well, it's exactly the same try. Degoyish, yeah. Oh Isaac sorry, Degoyish, yeah. Isaac Luke, sorry, uh, Isaac Degoyish, yeah. I think the real positive again was that the Parramatta was after a slow start turn around and just put in the effort regardless of the circumstances. And... Yeah, look like they're going to turn the toes up. Bevan French, uh, just one of those guys that hangs around the football, finds himself in the right spot. I think it was like 19 from tries from 13 games. That's Someone said it on the Fox Sports coverage as well before. I think it might have been Jimmy Smith. said, yeah, he'll score three tries today. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> he did it. I had a punt on him like them to score and, and to win at 425 because I thought they had a chance. But when he scored the Hattie, I was filthy on myself because yeah. he's been scoring him in bunches like Funny has. So. Mm. Um, the other one for me, it stepped up. Kenny Edwards has been awesome finishing the year, and I think Clinton Gutherson should be commended for doing a really good job for them. Yep. Whether it was at fullback, on the 
wing and the centres are now playing at five out. He's showed his versatility. And Brad Arthur almost locked in last week that him and Norman will be the half next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be bringing in someone else along with Robson. I know Jamal Fogarty's coming down, a former six from your mob. Aussie schoolboy has been playing very, very well at Burley. But they've got money in the kitty, basically over a million dollars from what they're talking about. And some of the names that are off contract next year when I looked at the halves list and why they're holding out. Uh, where did I put it? It was like Widop and there's just a ridiculous amount of players. Widop probably not in the best form. Or Coming one. off co- contract next year. Yeah, yeah. Ben Hunt, Anthony Milford, Sean Johnson, Chad Townsend. There's a whole heap of guys. It wasn't like four or five. There's like eight or nine legitimate halves. Jared Bowler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one there. Adam Reynolds. Uh, there was a lot of names on that list. So. Yeah. Um, well, Ash Taylor and Roberts, I think, are both off as well. Roberts only took a one-year deal extension, so he's obviously summing up his options and seeing what's going on. But there's a lot of quality halves coming off the market next year, so Parramatta aren't going to jump the gun and waste their money, very similar to what the Titans did this year when they left some spots open, Mm. picked up some players. So good work by them. Last game. Last one. Penrith 36-6 over Manly. First half, absolutely dominance. Rolled the middle. Cleary controls well, things. Well, they the ball. They, didn't, they don't play the block-to-block shit. Nah, Moylan had the hot touch. They shift the ball. Waka still got errors in his game, but much more powerful and dynamic this year. Merrin, the second half of the year, is definitely... Then in Canberra, at the moment, as I said to you earlier in the year, no one, like at the start of the year, my criticism was, no one now goes nine to a half to a centre. Just zing, zing, straight to a centre. But Canberra do it with Leilua, and Penrith is starting to do it with Wunga Blake. Mm. And they're both causing havoc. Absolute havoc with early ball. So, and as you said, obviously you've got to lay the platform. Yeah, and I'd like to see Brisbane do it with James Roberts. I mean, punch a hole in and, and zing the ball out to James Roberts. That's when he's effective. That's what the Titans yeah, are doing. They, never, they don't give him early ball, but they don't they exactly. Don't. And the start of the year, they were playing the other edge, which was red hot with us. You said when you just set, you know, you'd set obviously you cut the, you'd get a prop to run the first one, but you'd get someone like Maguire or a Parker to punch in the one before you shift to Roberts because you know you're going to get a quick play of the they ball. Just don't. And just play to Roberts. They don't at all. Or to Milford on the edge. Said at the same start of the year, they went left all the time. Fair enough, because they were running hot. But during this cold kind of streak, I don't know you how. Just, you want to put Milford and Roberts in situations in particular, and Boyd, in, in situations where someone has to tackle them one-on-one. Yeah, surely and, the, and they don't. Surely it occurs to you more often when, like, sometimes they just drop him under back inside and how quick he Swimish. is. He makes someone fall over and he, you know, gets a line break. Yeah, but like, it's not, and it's not. No, no, it's not it's great. Not but he still makes something happen out of nothing. So get him yeah. more early ball. Uh, it should be more apparent to him, but... A couple of guys over high. I think Isaiah Yo was when I was 50 50. I don't think he's had a really good year. And I, think- I reckon after probably after Easter, I thought he started the year really slow, but after Easter, he come on and leaps and bounds. He's playing fantastic. James Fisher Harris has been outstanding as well. Yep. Um, I, little Some errors and some poor stuff at the start of the year, but I think he's realised he's a first grader and he can just assert himself like he did in the 20s. He's got that Jared Roy Well, the out. best, that, that's one upside of having Cartwright play 5 8. They've had Fisher Harris starting because I think if. Obviously, if Carroll was on the edge, Fisher-Harris would be off the bench, but they've got all that time into Fisher-Harris now, and he's going to be better for it. And I think, again, the reason there were some errors and maybe pushing things at the start of the year is that 20s attitude, I need to make an impact in that short stint off the bench, whereas mm. on the edge, when he plays a full yeah, game, young. he can just lay that platform. He doesn't have to feel like he's trying to force himself on the game, but um, him, Merritt, everyone was great. On the Manly side of things, it's been a terrible year. They're letting 17 players go again, so this rebuild continues. Well, it's everyone that... I can't believe the people who put Manly in their top four and picked them to win the comp. Oh, top four and comp was ridiculous. Jesus. I thought top eight was a possibility, but no, no way. I, I expected, Some people tipped them to win the comp is insane. I, yeah, I expected exactly what we got. 
But uh, the only you two... can't have that amount of instability. And same again next year. You can't have that that amount of rollover. No, well, twelve halves combinations this year and injuries and all that didn't help either. But I still think some of the yeah, signings rolling over seventeen players. Nate Miles was laughable as a signing. Mm. I don't know anyone could have picked that one after the way he's played the last couple of years, and he was terrible this year. Well, the only Kilowatte is going to be laughable as well. The two highlights were Jake and Tom Trebovic. That's oh, the two highlights for them right there. They're going to be origin players next year. That's Yeah, that's about the only thing that really, really stands out. And then the other guy had a really good year is going to Parramatta anyway. I thought Varvo was probably their best forward, and he's leaving. Mm. So, is he really? Yeah. Varvo and Brown are going to Parramatta. I haven't heard about Brown. No, Nathan but Brown from South. Nathan Brown, yeah. I thought you were talking about Louis Brown. I was going no, to say, Nathan hasn't Brown. he gone well, they're two. They're two pretty form middle players. Yeah, and the best thing is the money and the way they're spending I think Brad Arthur's worked out that Tim Manor's not good at football. I think he's just worked he's out. He's listened to the podcast. Effective ways to spend his coin, and I think he's done two good deals right there. And it's not on the monobrow. No. Who's past it? He's on a fair bit of coin, too. He's past it. He's on a lot of cabbage. He's past it. I called it first round this year, and you and Gossip said, I'm... I'm a bad man, you said. I'm ruthless on Tim Manor. I'm not saying I disagree with you. You just smashed Tim Manor all the time. Well, that's good. He's bad at football. Love him off. I love him. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Great, great guy. Well, and best seems best like a good fella. Show all that. Fine. Take less but money. But he's just not, he's take not less, up to take it. Take less money or go. Yeah. That's what I'd be saying. Because he's on a good weekend. Yeah, he's definitely not a bad bloke. But, but yeah. I just, from an on-field perspective, he needs to go from power. 100%. Brown Manly, and Vavo will be good. Yeah. Manly, poor year. Everything's awful. 17-player turnover. We'll see what happens next year. But I don't know how many people they're going to drag into their squad this late in the year. And Liam Knight got released as well. And guess who brought him? They're chookies. They're good at picking those ones up, aren't they? They took one for one. They were filthy that Willis Mahan got signed there. What after did he they spray in his mouth? He sprayed something in his mouth. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it you like, clipped a spray or something? Oh, something to try and cut up the grog. They traded jailbirds, basically. They, 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 were, they were like, you took Willis off us, so they just signed Liam. They're like, we're one for one, right? You took one, well, we they, took one. It still goes back to when they took Jared. Yeah, well, I still think the Roosters winning that deal. I reckon Knight's better than me here. And it's hard to tell because man's barely played any football. But oh, who knows? I've, what I've seen of Knight, I'm a fan. But uh, their season's done. Penrith move on to the finals. Uh, so that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll jump in with Mr. Gossip now first and get all the odds and gossip from him and do our tips. Those odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to bet on the NRL, or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com and then we'll come back after Mr. Gossip, the tips and the odds, and we will answer all your questions just so we give a little bit more time for you guys to post them up. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Mr. Gossip is back. Oh, my God. It's been like eight weeks. What's going on, brother? I know. It just seems like it's been a, almost a, a half a season. But, uh, look, we're back. And, 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 guys, it's the first time in, what, four years we've been doing the podcast that all our respective teams are in the final. So, you have. Yeah. Well, look, mine's by, sort of by default. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. To all the Paramount <laughs> fans out there, my heart bleeds for you. No, nah, nah, mine doesn't. You cheated just <laughs> like we did. You pay the price. Cheaters. <laughs> That's good. It feels good to score someone else cheaters. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah, <laughs> There's only one problem. They didn't lose anything. They didn't take their wooden spoons off them. No, they they took our premierships, eh? Yeah. Dogs. Well, they didn't really. 
Because yeah. they've all nah. still got their rings, don't they? Yeah. Still got their memories. Yeah, you tell tell Jeremy Smith that. He got very aggressive when someone asked him that once. What would you do if they come to get your grand final rings? Like, good luck getting them. Yeah, come oh, and take them. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> Jeremy Smith. Shit. Stay away. But gossip. Chap, I doubt there's too much in the cooker, but do you have anything? Yeah, I do. We've got a few things, but obviously a lot of it's um, probably what we already know. And let's just confirm a few things that... Uh, Robbie Farrer is definitely off the south, and that'll happen by the end of the week. But, uh, boys, I'd like to get your take on, on whether he fits in with the south style of play. I think he does. Big forward pack. Um, they're screaming out for someone like him who is similar to Isaac Luke. But he's got a boy in. Me and Louie sort of had this discussion before. Mm. I, I think he suits the style, but whether his personality obviously suits the team, I think he's... He's going to have to pull his head in a little bit, and I think I think he's going to have a point to prove. He's he's a quality player, and I think he'll go there with a point to prove, or at least I hope so. Otherwise, it's going to end up another shit fight. Well, I'm a fan of Cook, and I don't think he got a decent chance or a look in until the back end of the year and proved like he did at the Bulldogs that he works really well off the back of that pack and getting out and just some of the efforts he makes. And I don't think Robbie's got that kick in his step anymore. But if he's happy to distribute to Walker, who I thought had a really good year, and Reynolds and Gi. Uh, and just help the forwards around the ruck and not be a grub about it like he was at the Tigers and try and cut everyone else out, well, good on him. It's a bargain buy, really, because the talk is up to 700000 is being paid. So South yeah, are only paying two. seven fifty. Yeah, well, again, one fifty, two hundred thousand. dollars 200000 And I know, I know that last year they were trying to offload him for around yeah. about that, and no one wanted him. But he has to buy in. He, yeah. Otherwise, he could just ruin yeah, everything. Yeah, but do you, if you don't think that Michael Maguire's had those conversations with Robbie and read him the right act yeah. and said, look, mate, if you turn up here and you don't buy in, you, he'll be playing reserve grade there as well. Yeah, there's two sides to Robbie there. I don't trust him. Well, that's fine. Okay, so, <laughs> so be, a, be a knob or and whatever, and you'll be playing reserve grade again. He doesn't. He doesn't have the club by the balls. He doesn't have South by the no, balls. No, hundred percent. Whereas he sort of had West by the balls I'm for a long that. time, until now that they finally followed through on it and but said no. I got, I got enough at the end of the day there when he sat on the scoreboard and no one else went over there and had a view with him and they probably could have to probably prove the point that he's not really well liked. So he better not burn. Oh, I, don't, uh, I don't think that that really didn't prove anything for me. Well, to be fair. I think it did. They no. could every season. Over the sheds getting recovering and doing whatever. Six so. o'clock. Well, the game didn't finish till four thirty. Yeah, hour and a half, mate. They're out so of the time, though. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. But no one went over. <laughs> but Jason Taylor also might have said, "No one go over there." Might have been the club that said, "Don't go over there." Nah, no one really came out to support. I think there's fairly deafening. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, I know for a fact that a lot of them are off him. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Robbie Farrell. I'm sick about talking about him. What else you, you love got, him, gossip? Hey? <laughs> All right, on to another one that's, that's probably not that popular, really, because we've been talking about him all year, and that's Benji Marshall. I know offline boys, we've sort of had a few messages between each other and um, the Storm are trying everything they can to get Benji Marshall uh, in their cap. The money that he'll be offered will be very little. Um, Melbourne, I'm told, are just trying to find some third-party deals. But uh, look, Benji Marshall, he could be the next Benny Roberts at Melbourne. Who knows? <laughs> well, you look at who they've turned into good players and Benji's a lot better than a lot of guys who've gone down there and played well. So it's a no-brainer to me. If they can get him down there, get a couple of third-parties, pay... You know, chump change for him, then good on him. He oh, should. Yeah. Marshall should have taken the deal earlier in the year. He should have taken. The, he should have taken the reduced offer, a three fifty in the car. But guess what? Now it's time to eat humble pie, tree fitty, tree tree fitty. Now it's time. Now it's time to eat humble pie or a tire, brother. Yeah, well, you coming down and same deal. If he doesn't buy, no, look, it. and I, I did say that he's worth. I, I would have paid him more, mm-hmm. but I, I would have. Paid, he finished what third in the Daly M's last year, based on the form last year. I would have paid him more, but no. the form he's displayed this year. No. Not I wouldn't that. be and then sitting there just going, 
I laughed at the offer. I'm like, you're kidding, mate. He's, yeah, well, ever, he, ever since then, he's played rubbish. The two things so. going to happen if he comes to Melbourne, he's going to buy in and he's going to get a lot tougher. They aren't going to be laying down my hamstring hurts or any of these hands tackles. Mm. He'll buy in and he'll be playing Q Cup for the East Tigers. No, he'll, he'll go good in Melbourne. So, Smart boy. Makes sense. I'd love to see it. That's his only option by the looks of it. Because he can play. Marshall can play. 100%. A lot of people forget that the guy can play. And the other night he was going on, he's had another genuine seven since Scott Prince. Mm. Well, guess what? All the tools are going to be there, brother. It's just whether you want to take the chump change. Mm. Not all. <laughs> yeah, but, but, and we're also talking about 200k on the cap, and then we're talking about third party. It's not chump change. It's, it's good money. Third party's his problem anyway. It's to good get money. For it, technically, yeah. it's not the club's problem. So, yeah, yeah. I'm firm with that. Yeah. All right, boys. Still in the storm. Uh, we'll go up to Tim Lafay. Uh, Timmy, when he was at the Bulldogs, we all said on this podcast that we'd love to have him in our respective clubs. He's gone to the Dragons, and look, he hasn't really set the world on fire. To be honest, he's been a bit of a goose off the field as well. Dragons can't wait to see the end of him have time to look elsewhere it looks like he's going to the Storm yeah but look again he's playing outside halves yeah. that are playing like crap no so, ball absolutely no yeah, ball this look, year if the Storm can get him and get Marshall then look out because yeah. their side's going to improve there was one moment again they last, just won the minor premiership there was one moment last week after you told me about this gossip and this was happening where someone gave him an early ball and I can't remember who he just showed up in and out. he yeah. just burned someone, someone and went and I was like that's all the Bulldogs oh did that Lord, year yeah. oh my lord I was like yeah you can come to Melbourne give me a bit of Timmy action yeah. we have him and Chambers and Billy might oh, come right. back and Munster and yeah. Stenji and yeah. we've re-signed everybody Nelson signed for one year when he could have went to Bozo Bob they'll Fulton be better. they'll be better next year Mel. Ooh, it's scary yeah it is yeah you don't lose that kind of talent overnight, do you? No, nah, no way. He's just playing in a crap side and he gets no football. Probably his career's probably yeah. been bloody extended. This is the best part. We just love prostituting people for 12 months. We'll put some glitter on him and fix him up and use him for 12 months and then ship him out for half a million dollars to another club where he can human, go... Human trafficking. Yeah, he can go best. drink and punch somebody again when he leaves. Just like Dane Nielsen biting a stripper on the ass. Good times, brother. <laughs> All right, boys, on the my Penny Panthers and uh, Zach Hardacre, who's come out on loan uh, from over in England. Look, he, to be honest, boys, he hasn't set the world on fire. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been fantastic either. The Panthers have told him that he will not be re-signed uh, next year. But look, he's got Hull and uh, the Catalans chasing him for big money. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts on Zach uh, with his limited time he's had he's so far? Playing off the bench. What a waste of time. Yeah, they, they brought him out here on Should the... Should have given him a decent crack. Yeah. They brought him out on the free trade and didn't even give him a wing or a centre spot let alone the possibility of moving Moylan to fire and giving that a crack for a few weeks and seeing how he went at the back. So are they now um, are they now going to take him off their bench for the finals? Because the most ridiculous thing I've no, ever seen... I don't seen even know what. I'd have Lay Oda That's what I mean. I'd have, I'd have uh, you know, I could think of probably 30 players in the Penrith system I'd have yeah. off the bench instead of him. Yeah, you don't carry outside backs off the bench. It's no. ridiculous. Hook, give yourself a triple. So, yeah. Yeah, especially against the Bulldogs. I wouldn't be doing it no against way. the Bulldogs. No way. you've been named, which is... Which Has he been named? Uh, Yes. Oh, Ridiculous. Well, they're going to put him on. He got like on for the last fifteen minutes against the Titans, I think, and then he got on. What at the? F- I think he actually got on a little bit early against Manly, but the game was gone. Yeah, it was a crap game, and it was finished. So, yeah. still pointless. Pointless move altogether, just to get Sega out of there and bring him over and not use him. I know it didn't cost him anything, and whatever well, I situation. I don't mind it, but I just would have liked to have seen him give they, him give him six weeks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Bad in his position. Yeah. Never had a look at him at all. No. At least a game or that game. Or well, put him back in cup. Something. Cups, cups, probably the standard of the Super League. Something. So yeah. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah, He'll look good in a. Uh, he won't go back to Leeds, but. Nah. I'd go no, to Catalan. Yeah. And yeah, get party with Todd. Well, Catalan are out. Catalan are now out. They can't win it this year. He can go party with Todd. They're not going to make the final four. Glenn Stewart and Big Davy Taylor. Catalan, they're similar to the Warriors. They've always got good players, but they can't sort of seem to put it together. So. Yeah, they're on Kentucky. That's why. No, he should get a hole. He'd, he'd fit well in well in well at hole. Yeah, fair enough. All right, boys, that's about it. I got an email just before I went on air that uh, young Leon Knight's been released and he's off to the Roosters. Yep. We uh, we were talking about that earlier. It was insect spray. Go. Insect spray. He sprayed in his mouth when he was drunk, yeah. by the way. Good times. Do you like? Jesus. Uh, well, at least he tried something. Far, far out, Liam. The scramble got to him. The panic set in. He oh, just, my God. He had to try something. Put a bit of air guard in my mouth. Yeah, he tried it. What have you done? <laughs> uh, it's mate. a deep burn. It's a deep burn. <laughs> so deep. Uh, I might have given away. You wouldn't want to spark up a cigarette after you've had that in your mouth. Breathing fire. Oh, wow. Liam. Oh, well, good stuff, Gossip. But under the tips, and obviously our odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you can have a bet on the NRL finals or any sport, in particular the NFL coming up, loved looking All right. last night. Make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. Don't bet with these other dinosaurs. You can in-play bet live on your phone. Absolutely dangerous if you're a deviant like any of the three of us. You sure <laughs> <can>. <laughs> oh, Bad times. But tips last week, you two both got six. I got seven. So Brock now on 137. I'm on 130. Gossip, son, the wheels are busted, the windows are shattered. There's no way you're getting, you're not getting a pink slip, son. The car's off the road, 131. Uh, nine games oh, left. Christ. Jesus. Nine games left oh. until he's, he's three behind, and then he picked, He wants to pick all three on Grand Final. It's, uh, it's, it's hard. Hard times. But we have three games this week. And we're going to kick things off Friday night. The Brisbane Broncos, of course, they got the Friday night game. And Wayne still has it. Shut up, Wayne. Boom. Just shut up. All right. And uh, their side, no changes, but they've got an 18th and 19th man off of Hengawi and Jonas Pearson. On the flip side, the Titans also 1 to 17, but Don. Burr, Zillman added oh. a 20-man squad. Anthony Don. You should be afraid. Mead will probably get cut for Don just because oh, Mead's if going. If that happens, yeah. I'll turn it off. Yeah. No, I won't. That's probably going to happen. But I'd be angry. What do we think, boys? I'm on the Broncos. I think the Broncos will get the job done at Suncorp. I'm tipping the Broncos, but I'm really, really hoping the Titans get up. Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Broncos as well. I don't know if you boys heard the press conference today with Sam. So I yeah, I did. A little bit of to, to hang on, though, it's all in jest and a bit of a laugh, but uh, I don't know how, how Hayden takes that, so... If I was Jared Hayne, I wouldn't be impressed, my friend. I have my Jesus robe on. You know why? Because I am uh, ultra competitive. And if anyone wants to light a fire, whether it be joke or non-joke, I'm going to turn it into a non-joke. And I'm going to try and tear his ears off when I get on the field. So hopefully Jared will turn it into a a bit of a spark, a log in the fire. Mate, I'm sure he's Spark in, up, Jared. He's Come in, on. He's in his robe right now talking to the disciples. Hopefully he is. And he's got a plan. Hopefully he is. Jared's a man with a plan. All right. <laughs> it's going down. But uh, the odds with WilliamHill.com, a dollar twenty-eight heavy favourites. That's ridiculous. I think it'll be a lot closer than that. Are uh, the Brisbane Broncos, the Gold Coast Titans, three seventy-five minus ten? Are they saying we're bad at football, William Hill? They're saying you're bad at football. Sure. Very bad at football. They don't believe in the Hain train. They don't believe Jared Jesus. They're not on board. One to twelve. The Broncos, two eighty-five, five dollars. The Titans, thirteen plus for Brisbane, two ten, thirteen dollar for your mob. 
Uh, that's pretty big odds there. The second game, absolute cracker. Saturday games, you got Canberra playing the Cronulla Sharks on the Canberra side of things. Uh, 1-17 with Paulo coming back in. Vaughan relegated to 18th man. And on the flip side for the Sharkies, Joseph Paulo, he's out injured. Heinington, uh, he probably will pass a concussion test. But Kurt Capewell has been added as 18th man. And Ricky Latelli comes in to the centres. This one, uh, we obviously haven't heard yet about Jack White, and I think he's in the judiciary right now. Um, but I'm still going to tip Canberra. I think at home they're going to run a train on the Sharks. Raiders, the Viking clap, it'll all be happening. Um, I expect them to win. Yeah, I'm going to go the Raiders as well, boys. And uh, it's been a while since we've seen a, a semi-final in Canberra. And the last one might have been against the Tigers when um, when the centre missed that goal kick to win the game. What's his name? Headgear. Oh, yeah. Croker. I've had a brain fart. Croker, I've had a brain fart. Yeah, when he missed that kick. So it's been a while. I think 2010 what that was. So uh, was, it's been a while uh, for him. So. I was down there for that in the ACL brace, and let me tell you, that place was rocking, but the heartbreak when Terry Campese blew his knee out and then that kick missed, they were all shattered. Yeah. Compared to the week before where they knocked Penrith off and they broke the fence all banging on it, uh, there was two completely different emotions. So it's been a long time between drinks. It's been six years for the Raiders, but they are the favourites with William Hill at $1.70, 220 for the Sharks, minus 2.5 is a line. 1 to 12 Canberra, $3, 350 Cronulla. 13 plus Canberra, 350, 550 for Cronulla. The second game, Storm versus Cowboys, absolute blockbuster. Two fantastic teams loaded with uh, rep standard players. Still nothing on Jack Warren. Uh, I'm very, very nervous and tense about this one, but Melbourne 1 to 17. Matt Scott comes in, Pat Cafusi out on the flip side of things, and Cohen Hess Jags a bench spot as well. Big fan of his. I'm going to tip Melbourne. I think it's more of a fanboy thing and the fact we're at home, but I think we have to win this Storm. week. So. Storm. Yeah, the winner of this wins the premiership in my eyes, to be honest. These two are the, the favourites of the bookies. Um, I'm going to go the Cowboys boys, um, mainly because I can't split them and you blokes with the Storm and some point. I can't split them. Fair call, and I'm the same as you, mate. And uh, the you odds... both on drugs. Uh, the odds Melbourne, here. Far better sword. Calm back. Trying to read the odds. Leave it alone. William Hill, dollar seventy-seven for the Storm. Two dollars eight for the North Queensland Cowboys. Minus one and a half is a line. One to twelve Storm. Two seventy-five. Three twenty-five Cowboys. Thirteen plus Storm. Four fifty. Five fifty for the Cowboys. And the last one here. The interest for Mister Gossip. It is the Penny Panthers against the Bulldogs. Uh, they've got one to seventeen with Moses Leota added. In number 20 again, so will they knife Hardacre? Well, I they should. Know. I thought they would have played him over Lattimore last week, to be honest, um, but they didn't. On the flip side of things, Cassiano straight back in the Bulldog side. Tyron Phillips is added in on the wing, obviously, with Hopawade being out, and 19th man is Denny Ufualalo. Um I'm going to go the Penny Panthers. I hope they smash the Bulldogs just because I think the dogs are bad at football. Yep, Panthers. Yeah, it's a tough one for the Pennies. We haven't really played against any quality opposition for about five or six weeks. We've, you know, we've been... Hey, hey, we've been whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the gold pass. <laughs> you hurt his feelings. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. Yeah, the Titans were in there too, I guess, but... Uh, you almost bloody beat you, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, that's what I mean. Everyone's writing the Titans off, saying they've got no chance, but yet Penrith only pipped them by a field goal. So yeah. that kind of goes to show you where Penrith are up against the, the top eight squad. So yeah. it's going to be a tough one. It really is, and I've been... Half on about Penrith's defence all year. Yes, it's improved the past five or six weeks, but they've been against busted sides. So I'm nervous, boys. Uh, the last team I want to play is the Bulldogs in the semi. 
Oh, so you, are you going the dogs or the pennies? What are you doing? I'm going to go. I, I think the dogs will win. Unfortunately. Oh, I'm a oh, panda. Oh, I'm oh, cheering. And my lord. Got a, I'll have the scarf and everything going, but uh, I hope the dogs will get it. I'll tell you what, I probably should have tipped the Cowboys because every time I tip against Melbourne, they win. So I'll probably just knife Melbourne and seal their fate. But, wow, you're going against your own side. They're heavy favourites. Oh, they're not heavy favourites, but $1.50, they're pretty strong here on WilliamHill.com. Two sixty-five for the dogs. So if you like them, gossip, you get a bit of value there. Minus 5.5 is the line. 1 to 12, Penrith $3, dogs $3.85. 13 plus, Penrith $2.90, dogs six. 50. So, looking at the tips, we're all pretty unanimous by that one game uh, and obviously the Storm game, but uh, that's probably the one I think the hardest to pick. Storm Cowboys, I think, is the hardest game to split this weekend. I could honestly see the Titans getting the job done. If the Sharks sparked up and Canberra lost those two players and maybe had a bad week, wouldn't surprise me. And Dogs Penrith, I think, as well, could go either way. But, um, yeah, Storm Cowboys, a real hard one for me. But the finals, we've got a decent final series for the first time in a while. I think there's more than three sides or two sides that we can literally look at and think they've got a chance. I think there's up to five or six teams that could possibly do some damage in this comp. Uh, agreed. Agreed, my friend. What do you reckon, Gossip? I got, yeah, well, I've got to say, I think at the beginning of the year when we did our tips for who we think would finish in the eight, I don't, I don't think I got many right, to be honest, to be fair. Well, I think I looked the other day, pretty normal. Uh, we got five, I think I got. I've got to get those back out and have a look. I did well in my futures bets, I know that much. You want to start? I've just had done a bit of research on the fly. Melbourne yep. finishing as a top four side since Craig Bellamy um, came to the club. Uh, six and two in when they finished top four. They got beat by the Rabbitohs one year, and they got beat. Remember, they got beat by the Warriors when they finished Warriors. Finished oh, I remember eight. that game, Michael Witt. So I, I think Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne are a lock. Michael Witt taunted us and put that ball down. Michael Witt, and then we, oh, we were gone. We were gone against Brisbane. I was basically about to cry in my room, and then, and then they burned. Ashton Sims Lockyer. dropped the ball. Oh yeah, all right. And Matty Guy, the old quick hands Great to G.I., yeah. and he got in the corner. But Cameron Smith twisted Sam Friday's face off. They pumped uh, the Sharks in the preliminary. Yeah, I was at my year twelve graduation. Filthy because I couldn't watch it, and then got murdered by Manly. In the I actually death. asked Dad if I could, did, could if I could skip graduation. He made me. I go. went to that game. Yeah. I bought. I think I bought tickets, and you couldn't go. Yeah, he wouldn't let me skip my graduation. I had to take uh, cousin Al. Thirty to six. Better cousin than cousin Gary. Yeah, hundred percent. And then in the GF, Russell Aiken played worst five eight in the history of the yeah. NRL, and we got beat by forty. Bad at football. What a bad day that was. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst football I've ever been to. What about the NYC boys? Who's going to win that? Oh. Penrith are on a bit, bit of tilt. They've lost a yeah, few players. I think they're still probably the better side. I think Cowboys... Cowboys Roosters, and Roosters are there yeah. because Roosters obviously got Hastings back and a few of these guys like Marnham that are still eligible to go back in. Penrith have uh, been struggling the last few weeks. So. Cowboys have got a decent side as well. You know who I've seen play good football but they're way too hot and cold just like their first grade side? Interesting to see the whether that, how many Penrith get back from Cup now that Cup are out. Yeah, I don't know whether they get a couple or not. I don't think many of those boys really... I haven't really followed it much this year, to be fair. Well, I looked so. the last two weeks. That lineup didn't really have any 20s players in it. So okay. I don't really think they're going to get a whole lot of reinforcements back. Um, they were in a pretty good spot. They're going to be in a dogfight in this final series. They were in a pretty good spot when you lose... Well, last year we got them all back. Yeah, but they were in a pretty good spot when they lost their two halves as far as SG Ball kids. They had the two Australian under-18s players. Well, Jerome Lau has been rubbed out for the year. Yeah, for what I'm saying. The two so. guys they get from Ball are a lot better than what most other clubs have an opportunity to get. But they'll, get they'll get May back, won't they? Still a big loss. Oh, he's been playing yeah, he, What about the eligibility about games played, though? Yeah, I don't. Well, he's played probably the first half of the year there. I think May will, they'll get May back. They lose Lau. They've lost um, Lua. Sorry, they've lost Cleary. So and they've, they've got a couple suspended, some injuries. So you know they're obviously 
They're not in as good of a position as they were last year. Cowboys are obviously bombed out last year. I saw Jack Nelson primary. playing cup as well. Is he still young he enough? He played prop. Is he still young enough? No, I'm pretty sure he's... Yeah, because I saw him oh. and thought he was eligible and thought... Mm, yeah, I think actually he is. I so, think he is. Yeah, he's the younger than our boys, yeah. isn't he? So he should have this yeah, year this left. Year, so. But I didn't see get him... get a couple back. I didn't see him play any 20s games at all. Not in the team. Prop. And now he's playing up. He's gone from centre. He's huge, though. I seen him on the weekend. I was like, hello, Slar. Yeah, I think... <laughs> look, the 20s is wide open. If you're asking me for a tip right I'd now... I'd say Cowboys. I'd say Cowboys. In Cup, I did the Mounties game last week. Even without the halves, their forward pack's ridiculous. They ran Mounties all over Newtown. Mounties always shit the bed this time of the yeah, year. Yeah, but last year, they had Cornish and McCrone who Barry Crockett at alone. Their halves aren't the reason they're going to lose this year. Oh, look, I think they're the best side. I said that to someone on Twitter today. They asked who we think. I, I think Mounties, they're about due, aren't they? They've, they've crapped the bed. They've crapped the bed yeah. the last two final series. So if they don't win it this year, then... They won the minor premiership in yeah, all, all three grades and got rolled in Massey on the weekend by St Mary's. So. We, got, we rolled them in Massey last year at Windsor. Yeah, there's a there's a fair bit going on there, but even with changes, they look very good on the weekend. So I think they will win cup. I think uh, maybe the Cowboys might tilt Penrith this year in twenties and first grade. I think if you had to ask me right now, I'm hoping the Storm, but I have an eye on the Cowboys and the Raiders in the rear vision mirror. So that's my thoughts. But we're done. It's been God knows how many weeks. I turned into a gypsy and disappeared. Brock sat here and talked to himself for a few weeks. Gossip, he's been working his absolute tail off, but we all got back together. The band is back! We're back! The band's, yeah, beautiful. The band's back and uh, back next week, boys, and hopefully the Pinnies can get a win. And I promise this year we're having a Christmas party. It's all like Donkey Kong, oh, bitches! Here, here we Woo! Here we go. We bloody better. You oh, Christmas, always say this, Christmas party is on. It is on. Yeah. All right, Good times. Give us a date. Wedding, your Christmas party have to be before the wedding, brother. Yeah, it'll be before the wedding. Or I'll be on the big bird. Christmas Whee! in, oh, I don't know, Christmas after grand final. I don't bloody know. We'll sort something out. It's all good. Christmas yeah. in October. It'll be happening. But all three of our teams in, fingers crossed, boys, for the Titans, the Penny Panthers, and the Melbourne Storm. Hopefully we've all got something decent to talk about next week. Gossip. Enjoy the weekend, champion. Fingers crossed for the Panthers. Will do, lad. Thanks for having me. See you, buddy. See you, mate. And we are back in it. You've got the reviews. We did our Fast Five. Mr. Gossip came on. Finally, the band was back together. The tips and all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. Last but not least, everybody's favourite thing generally during the year has been fan questions from the Fast Five. So, Boxhead, there's a fair bit going on. I haven't even opened Twitter up yet because there's a fair bit on Facebook. But let's get straight into it. Paul Agirios, uh, Paul Argos, uh, sorry, I've messed it up all the times probably during the year. McGregor will no longer concede tries off kicks. I don't know in what way you're getting at there. As a Dragons reference, I'm guessing. I don't know. McGregor will no longer concede tries off kicks. Maybe not. He won't be coaching there next year. If so. that's what you're getting at, we probably go. agree with you. He's yeah. going to get sacked. Johnny Matsikis. Sorry, Johnny. Again, the best for him was the Panthers' first half. 20 of 20 completions, 30 nil. Second yeah. half, diabolical. That just completely shut down. Very frustrating. Bruno Jiu-Jitsu, Master Creighton. I only have one question. Based on team performance and being in the bottom four, should Manly sack coach Trent Barrett? They sacked Tuvi for missing the finals. Trent got his team and the players performed well below expectations. Uh, it wasn't his team. Uh, the Bozo's team, really. Yeah. Um, but and on, on it's the also side, flipping... A few players. It was a bit of a building year. I, I never fell in love with them. I didn't think that they'd 
end up in the eight. So, look, next year, if he doesn't make the eight, he'll be gone. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, again, uh, a lot of it, if you listen last year, or a lot of people joined at different stages. We the, both wanted it was to stay. It was a big situation with the board, the faction beforehand, the side that Tuvi was not so much against, but he was on the opposite side of what they wanted to do. They're the guys that came in and basically knifed him. So he was doomed from the start. He definitely shouldn't have been fired. That's disgraceful by the club. And I think that was a bit of just desserts anyway this year for what they did to mm. Jeff Tuvey. So cop that manly. But Pete Stoddart, uh, his question, should the entire judiciary system be overhauled? Yeah. 100%. Yep, definitely. We spoke about it earlier. There shouldn't be a match review committee, I don't think. No, there should just be a solid panel. And the, each charge should be released after the game. Yeah. Straight after the game. Straight after the game. And consistency, obviously, a big, big Well, then thing. you might get it because... And then you're not sort of... I don't know, having that time to think, or even the bunker. You could you could grade things during the game. Well, that is Ten minutes it. after if something's happened, if you've got like a little bit of the match review panel or your judiciary panel there, they could grade it on the spot. No, there's plenty of things they could do a lot better, but the rolling panel and different members and all that I don't agree with. I think like you, they need to have a solid panel yeah, all do. year so we get some consistency. Be, yeah, luck of the draw every week. That's the big thing. Raymond Carlo, Bulldog Serto Plus, get on. Same thing every week from you, Raymond. Come on, mate. You're on drugs, Raymond. Pull it together. Dan Gerritsen, can Raiders defence survive without Whiten at the back? His defensive support is massively underrated. I okay. think... I'll take your word for it. I... Uh... I think they're going to hurt without White and Austin. I think they could afford to lose one, but when they start to lose two, um, obviously they're going to bring in Zach Sano to play fullback or potentially move Rapana to yeah. one, but you're going to weaken Not breaking. the spot. Um, I'd leave Rapana where he is. And... Santo's a good enough player, trust me. Okay, so bring him in bring Santo up. He scores, tries when he gets the opportunity. He can sniff one out, and he created 14 of his own, so he does well on both sides of the ball. Yeah. He's not as physically imposing as Jack, uh, no doubt, but... He's a, a very good footballer, let's put it this way. Um, he spent three years in the Cowboys system as well after under-20s and had a freak strike rate in that system. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy for him to come in. Alistair Locke, which of the bottom eight teams could have made an impact in the finals if they made it? None of them, because they didn't make it. Yeah, well, I'm with you there, but if I had to pick one out of who was there, I kind of would have wanted to say the Roosters, but not them. It would have been South, if anyone. I think if you want to form in the way they came at the back end of the year. but yeah. Well, on their best day, Roosters, South, Warriors... Tigers could have all made an impact, but the the problem is the reason they didn't make it because they had too many bad days to accompany their good days. So yeah, they didn't make it. John Stewart, worst NRL. Pa- well, Parramatta, if they didn't get flicked, they Parramatta would have made an eight. So uh, same made deal. An impact. Self-inflicted, worst NRL judiciary citing Jack and letting off Innes for his late and off the ball charge with intent. Pathetic NRL, consistent yet again. Completely yeah. agree with you there, John David Boyle. Will Sharks shake this form slump or have they peaked too early and are they done? I think they're done. Yeah, I think last week really hurt. There were some players on their knees and some faces and uh, some looks getting around that weren't too crash hot. So body language not looking good. They will get a real indicator this week, though. They do get the two bites of the cherry, but I think if Canberra do a number on them, I think mentally they'll you be... Don't, you don't win comps in June, Cronulla? No. I think if they get done this weekend, though, they'll be flushed. That'll be them completely broken mm. for whoever plays in the week well, after. They will get so. done. Uh, Aaron Wood, not Aaron Woods, no relation. Good times. How does the match review panel come up with their decisions? Do they roll a dice or something? How does Ennis not get cited but White and get cited for four weeks? Yeah, we don't, I don't know. Yeah. We went over it earlier. Oh, I've got no idea. And yeah. the match review panel should go. Yeah. The whole system overhauled. More consistency needed. Chris Sekluna, can the Broncos win 
Uh, from outside the top four, and can the Titans upset them? Well, I think yes to both. I think they can win from outside the top four, and yes, I think the Titans can potentially upset them. Yeah, more particular, they have to get back to the way they defended last year, and then just with their tactics... Go the Titans, said, Chrissy. Yeah, Go the Titans. They definitely can't be as negative as they were. I basically think that's what cost them the grand final. They tried to shut down yeah. the whole second half. It was disgraceful. Wayne Bennett, pull your finger out, son. Greg Milburn. Who will last longer, McGregor or McFadden? No, I, think, I, I think they should both be safe. I think they'll both be gone. Um, they yeah. both should be. Ivan Cleary should be getting phone calls from both of these sides, and they should be both pushing hard if they have any brains. But let's see what happens there, and whether he's willing to move. Jordan Palmer, which team failed the most in 2016? I'd have to say the Warriors, seeing that most people had to I had them to take out the comp, even without Sheck and Luke. They should have at least finished in the top eight. Well, we, I 100% agree they should have finished in the top eight. They've got enough talent in their side. Uh, the Sheck thing really, really hurt early on. Luke did miss a fair portion of the season. But they've won multiple under-20s comps. They're stocked up with talent. They just never deliver. Yeah, Warriors, and then you'd have to say Roosters South. But Roosters yeah. South had other things go against them. You gotta, yeah, you do need to remember they lost Sheck early. Yeah. And Luke was fat, and then he was out, and he, he didn't have his best year, Isaac Luke. No, nah, poor year by then. But I'd agree. I'd say the Warriors are the one. Uh, uh, I think Sean Johnson didn't have a great year either. Nah, they all failed all across the field. Andrew Locke, hope Jared Haynes scores the winning points for the Titans against the Broncos just to upset some Queenslanders. If you could change one rule in the game, what would it be? I'd get rid of the seven tackle set. I hate it. Yeah, I would as well. I think it's way too much of a punish, um, especially when you're trying to do the right thing and make things interesting. Yeah, uh, if you do it purposely, like I'd also you, get rid of the. Um, I'd get rid of the strip rule. Strip rule, you reckon fair play on the ball? Oh, I just think you've got to hold it. I, I, the one where, you know, I can you can run past me and I can lay a hand on you and then someone else strips it one-on-one and it's two-on-one. I tackle. hate that when, yeah, it's a challenge. I reckon I if you like get that. into a one-on-one after, it's fair game, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm I think the you. shot clock and the scrum clock should be, they should be hidden. So you shouldn't be able to yeah, see them. Because so the players just wait. Yeah. And wait until it runs down. It defeats the purpose of having it. That's very cool. Rob Carter, the referees, seem unable to make consistent calls on so-called grey area rules. Why can't they just make everything black and white? Rules like stripping, make it legal and put the onus on the ball carrier and double movement. If you're close enough to the line, why not be able to put the ball down? Less inconsistency surely lead will lead to a better game. Yeah, I tend to agree on most points. The stripping rule is, is always going to be a bit of a grey area because if you legalise a stripping rule, you're going to you're going to have a lot more wrestle, a lot more three man tackles because they're going to try and hold players yeah, up to try and strip the ball out and get the ball out. If I'm coaching and that rule comes in, I'm going to I'm coaching the hole up and try and strip it. Yeah, get two up top, make it a bit messy. Uh, I think the the put down. No, I, I think that's too rugby union if you can just lash out when you're laying on the ground. But, yeah, I think that's one thing. Yeah, but I think they could look at a few a few things. Yeah, there's definitely ways to improve it. Mitch Feely, who has the best team looking past this year into the next couple of years? Raiders have re-signed all but one of their 17. So will they get better, question mark, or the young team from Penrith? Well, mm. I looked more so to next year teams that are re-signed, players that I think are important to their squads and have minimal changes. I have the Storm the Panthers, the Raiders, and the Cowboys for next year. Yeah, I agree. All those teams basically had minimal turnover. And, and the, Brisbane. And the players that I looked at they were turning over aren't really important, haven't got a run in their squad. Mm. I think the Raiders, out of all those, will lose more depth than the rest of them, though, just because things are built up so rapidly. Um, so there's going to be some players going, even like their Mountie side right Sharks now. Sharks have, have done pretty well as well. They haven't had much turnover. I don't think the top eight will change too much next year. I think probably I yeah. the Titans will miss out. Um, and Parra will probably jump well, in. I'll tell you what's been strange this year. There's still a lot of big names that haven't signed contracts. Usually mm. that stuff's all done and dusted. This year it's been a bit the opposite. Like yeah. Matt Gillette and a lot of big names haven't got deals done. Like they're, they're holding on. 
Um, that's that's very unusual. That doesn't just that doesn't happen yeah. very often. But um, yeah, they're the few that I found. Mihal Maguire, uh, best tackle from Corabidi, absolutely something else. Oh, sorry, we're getting out of the question here from Mihal. It's from last week, uh, but seeing as I'm in Europe, I've always missed these. Why do you think that English forwards do so well and the NRL and English backs do so badly? Sub-question is why do the Raiders keep going to the UK at Hodgson and Whitehead now Turner and Sargenson next year when no other team is looking anywhere near as hard? Keep up the good work, gents. Loving the show here in Berlin. Good on you, Michal. Uh Look, I think the outside backs in England struggle because it's not a dry track over there. It's a different game in England. I have a few little ways I look at this. I don't think yardage work is as important over in the Super League yeah, as it point. is in the NRL. And I don't think, and we see this when we play I don't them. think all English forwards do so well. I think we've had a, a handful that have done well. We've also had just as many go back and not oh, play. I still think well. they've got a, be, a much better success rate. My other big thing is... Yeah, than the backs, definitely. We are so much more upskilled or focused on our fifth tackle options where we kick the football kick chase we're so much more disciplined in all those areas I think it's harder for their outside backs to come here yeah, um, yeah we're a lot more scripted on those type things we're tight on kick chase we're tight on set starts we're very clinical watch the World Club Challenge games the fifth tackle options between the two is absolutely poles apart um, and massive news actually while we're here on the air right now Jack Whiten free to play he's been found not guilty. So for everyone on here who's got the shits just like we did about that situation, the NRL uh, basically put themselves in a corner, released those still images, got embarrassed last night by Paul Kent and a lot of other people on social media with their still images of Jack uh, and his elbow being detached from his body. So common sense has prevailed. He will be playing this week for the Canberra Raiders. So I think uh, we still tip them anyway, but I'll definitely be on the Canberra Raiders right now to beat the Sharkies, Boxhead. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, me, Hall, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I think um, there's not as big a focus on the fifth tackle options. The kick chase isn't as good. The defensive structures, again, all those little things I think set it apart makes it a lot harder. And then just the sheer size of some of the guys that come out here. Sam Tompkins got dominated. Joe Burgess is a bigger bloke, but I don't think he's felt that kind of contact or pressure before. Um, yeah, whereas the forwards, some of them are just absolute brutes. Gareth Ellis, he fitted in really well. It's more of a forwards game than the NRL. Uh, that's my kind of opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with most of that, mate. Yeah. Troy Schroeder, what's he got here? Question, why is Butner the boss of the match review committee? He was a dopey prick when he played and nothing has changed. But it's the NRL, so I'm not surprised. Absolute muppets. Yeah, I'm not going to attack him personally, but look, he's got this one horrendously wrong and he's looked pretty silly. Yeah, uh, I, I think yes, like I said, even trying to justify it made it even worse and bring out those dot points. And now he's not guilty after he was just given four. And this is my issue. Surely... Surely Michael Butner yesterday has a conversation with the, the where where the charge comes from. So obviously the game. So he has a he has a chat to the match review committee. Obviously who he's a part of. He should have had a chat to the referees on the referee the game. He then should have had a chat to the judiciary panel members and said, look, do you think this is a charge? What do you think? Yada yada yada. Yeah. So you, you're getting everyone's. He should have also gone into Todd Greenberg. I don't know what he might have. And sure, they can conference on all this when they sit down and go through all these and go, yeah, yeah, yeah this is what we think. We're it's just right a better, right. smarter, more effective way to do it. It makes him look, he's the one that's looked stupid. I think the whole process is stupid, yeah. not just beauty. Well, a lot of these I did see relate to this, so it'll be a lot quicker now. Obviously, now that we're telling you, yeah. or you should know, he's got seeing off. it, he has got off, but still, the fact that it even got to this point. Ridiculous. Andrew Wales, how does Brisbane get yet another Friday night game? They were saying all weekend it'd be on Sunday. Anyway, go the Titans. Go the Titans. Uh, look, well, well... I was dirty. Friday night. Friday night game in the longer turnaround. We finished first. Saturday night. Um, Saturday night, they couldn't do... 
the, the Panthers. Well, the Panthers Bulldogs game had to be on the Sunday because of ANZ Stadium, and Saturday night they Sun couldn't Corp. do because Suncorp's booked for the test. So I think I don't think it was. You know, the NRL doing Brisbane any favours, put it that way. It was just a logistics thing. Graham Wright, great effort by Brock keeping the show on the road, but great to have the band back together. The band is back! Excellent work from you, from both of you all year. Keep it up. Cheers, Graham. Question, we've had this one a couple of times. How do two boys from Sydney end up supporting the Titans and the Storm? Well, we just... You jumped on Melbourne. Well, I've gone through you this. You jumped on Melbourne from the start. I've gone this a million times, and you know, and I this jumped yourself. on the Titans from the Our start. Our dad did take us to Panthers games at times, but yeah, asked Brock. Dad even remembers that I brought this up last night because somebody asked me again. I just had a hate on for the Panthers for no apparent reason. One of the other parents that you had played footy with, his son Pete Murphy. I used to go home with gold coins every week because I'd say Penrith will lose. They'll miss this kick from the sideline. Pete Murphy used to be a few beers deep. He'd give me go, he'd go you're on, and bet me every week. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about me. I don't hate Penrith. Obviously, I've worked at Penrith for but the it's... last seven years. So um, I've got a very, very close affiliation, and I want to see the Panthers club do well. Um, and look, do I support Penrith? No, I, I haven't really supported Penrith my whole life. I, I supported... I did support Penrith until Brad Fittler left, then I went for the Roosters, and then I wasn't just going to jump on a bandwagon, so I waited a couple of years to sort of watch footy, and then Titans came. the Titans came along, and um, Scott Prince went there, who I was pretty keen on as a player at that point in time, and mm. it just seemed like a you know decent fit, so I've supported them ever since. Through a lot of hard times, it hasn't been an easy run, so well, we, I haven't jumped off, we, um, and I won't jump off. Yeah, we grew up religiously watching football, and I just never really got on anyone. We did go to Penrith games, but I just never supported them, and similar to what Brock was saying. It's different now. Like Penrith could sack me tomorrow, yeah. and you know you feel differently about the club. Obviously, I still want to see everyone there do well, yeah. but when you're a coach, it's sort of a business yeah, yeah, different. Whoever I've coached, like I, I watch kids that I've coached play at other clubs and I want yeah. them to do well. So well, it's, it's funny that we've even drawn to a team though, because our own dad's been watching football for God knows how long. He doesn't support anyone. Yeah. Um, it's, He's a fool. Yeah, but I. What's wrong with that man? I used to kind of bet he against loves Brian him. Smith. Bain Smith. Oh, yeah, we give him plenty about that. He doesn't like that one. But yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I just. We used to go, but I was never really attracted or attached to the Panthers. I loved Glenn Lazarus. He went there to wear a nick out and that gun mullet. That all yeah, but you also, you were young, you liked their colours, you yeah, liked the... everything come together yeah. all at one time, but I had a big thing with Glenn Lazarus, I actually love Glenn Lazarus, and Tawira Nickow, Stephen Kearney, old Mooks, and... That, that was a great way, the way that Melbourne set themselves up was a great way to set up a well, club, and they've got a lot of supporters out they of the way They got me, and you started. know I'm obsessed now, like, uh, the yeah, other year when they won that, I have every jersey, I've got the Premier Strip jerseys, I'm absolutely I'm wrapped, so. Titans just making it, I can't imagine how it would be if they won it. Yeah, so. exactly, and I've been lucky enough to go through a good period. I'm sure I'll suffer for 30, 40 years at some point, like Paramount in the Dark Ages when we lose you won't suffer for that potentially long. a couple of mortals and one of the best coaches. But, yeah, that's kind of how things came about. Graham, uh, more questions. Storm's premiership to lose. That's William Robinson. Well, look, I think... I think there's contenders there. Yeah, there's plenty of contenders. I think Raiders... There. They're in a very good position. Raiders are a real threat, and the Cowboys in particular. I think the Sharks... It's Storm's fallen. premiership to win. Yeah, I think those two are the big two threats. They can play a style of football that upsets us. I think Brisbane, we can do a number on like we did before. I think the other week was just a poor effort by us. And the Sharks, I think we can definitely do it. But the two that scare me as a Melbourne fan, Canberra and the Cowboys on their day. I think both those sides are more than capable of beating us. 
Yeah. Um, they've got the style. Tom Lacey, is the match review committee untenable? Yes. Yep, 100%. And like we said before, by, by now, Whiten's off, but we're 100% with you. Tony McKillop, should the NRL hashtag let Jack play? Well, yeah, yeah, they should. They Maybe. are, but things definitely change there. Adam Stevenson, why is Alan Langer allowed to play us a second half every week? Seriously, he never gives players water. He just literally runs and directs forwards. Yeah, it shits me in the tears too, Adam. Look, but he's not the only one. There's plenty yeah. of them that do it. You watch the 20s, it's pathetic. Yeah. They shouldn't be out there. Leave them alone. They're out there bloody coaching the side. The side, that's the job of the coach. The side should know what they do. When they run on the field, yeah, you should. shouldn't be, you shouldn't have any input at all. Give them water. Um, that's about it. You know, you've got to run the run the odd message, a, yeah, a tactic right. change Small or whatever. So someone's you know, picked on or yeah. we've changed something in the defense. Someone's yeah. off injured, but but yeah. you shouldn't be out there every set. It's pathetic. He, he may as well chuck a jersey on. We're with you there. Raymond Carlo is back again. Same thing. Doggies again. We're in the Bulldogs versus Panthers to go all the way. Thoughts, please. No dice. Yeah, Penrith may. Bulldogs certainly won't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on that one. Mitchell Poole, six general and premiership contenders, question mark, Bulldogs, Titans, making up the numbers. Well, making up the numbers in that I think they can win this weekend. but yeah, I don't, don't think they can win, win the comp. No, I agree with that. But I think, yeah, five teams, then Penrith for genuine dark horse. Matt Bishop, thoughts on paying players their salary and then having them sit out in finals matches disrupts the team coach in big matches. Not really a fan. Yeah, you can't, you can't have people that yeah. have done illegal things play finals. I think finals should be, to miss a finals game in an origin game, it should be 200 points, not 100. Well, I thought, again, when I looked at this, maybe this was more a reference to Will Hop White, and I was going to say that was negotiated in his contract at the start oh, of the okay. year. That yeah, that makes sense. Oh, it could be what you were no, saying. No, now, you, now you've said that. That's... But for everyone that came out with this one, they negotiated this beforehand. They just didn't talk about it until it came about. But, yeah, but he also, was paid less, they know about this, but it's bullshit like we said, that if they've made the agreement, he can play the grand final. And I'm, I'd am i be annoyed at Des Hasler contradiction. for that. Because if you came into me, or I know you as a coach, if someone said, but I'll play if you want you there, no dice. They should have been prepared for this situation. Yeah. Someone shouldn't get knifed for him if they get to the GF. No. I don't think that's going to be a, a, an issue. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. Jordan Palmer, thoughts on the captain's challenge from the Dragons versus Knights game? I thought it was great. It made the refs actually concentrate when players were going for a try. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, but no. it wasn't really used. So, so I loved it because the Italian... It needs to be, we need a bigger sample of it. I loved it because the players didn't attack the refs and bitch and moan and get replays constantly. I usually do. I usually feel like the refs feel threatened or oh, maybe I did make a mistake. I'll just have a look because I can. Mm. Uh, on the weekend, they were silent. The whistle got blown. They didn't go annoy him. So I really enjoyed it. I was a real big fan of that one. Daniel Hollands seems like pretty much everyone has a similar opinion on the shoulder charge and the bunker issues and what so so going to be a di- different. Give us your unpopular opinion on something in the league. Mine is that Penrith is nowhere near being the next big dynasty. Canberra and Cronulla both have young rosters and a lot more promise for mine. They're a middle of the pack team that I think won't make the leap. Thanks, boys. Well, my unpopular opinion would be that I disagree. Um, look, I think Canberra and Penrith. Uh, yeah, they're going to be the next big dynasties. Cronulla, no, nah, leave me out of that. Um, my popular, unpopular opinion probably would be that I think Cronulla are pretenders. I don't think they can win it. I think they're undisciplined. Uh, and I think they'll probably go out the back door. Mine's probably not so much on teams. I'm kind of with you on Penrith, not so much as a dynasty. Uh, I don't agree with all the signs. Who, who, so tell me, who was the last big dynasty? We're in a salary cap here. It one. makes dynasty un- untenable. There's only one, and they cheated anyway, which is Melbourne. Technically, I... But to me, what's a dynasty? A dynasty to me is like four comps in a row. Oh, three or four I think it's been constantly around. I think Manly can probably claim close to it, Melbourne. I think you've got, go you got to go back to Brisbane when they won three in a row or whatever they won. I just think it's been dominant for a long time. Like, just being up there, being a constant contender. I think even Melbourne, I don't feel a dynasty because we only have one comp technically that wasn't cheated for. 
you know, you're looking at like the Man, dragons. Man. Dragons are living in a row. That's obviously no question a dynasty. Yeah. Man, they got a couple. That's a different story. Manly got the. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm very big on consecutive. You've got to win consecutive. That's a dynasty. That's like you can't beat someone for multiple years. No one's gone back to back for 20 years. I don't really look at anyone. Like Melbourne are a dynasty. Or I don't think they're a dynasty. I think. I, I, I disagree. I probably in, think in, in the last salary, dynasty was Brisbane when they went back to back. I think in our setup in the league, it's a lot harder than saying With the cap, NFL or something. But I think if you're going to. The NFL's the same. It's a cap. If league. you're going to scope it. Oh, well, Patriots definitely had a dynasty. They won God knows how many. How in many in a row? In that in decade. Oh, they had three from four. Yeah, so that's a dynasty. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in a league sense, it'd be more about floating for a long time. The only two in the last decade I can think of were Manly and Melbourne were hanging around forever. But, um, yeah, They've obviously. definitely been the most, the two most dominant teams in the last 10 my, years. My things like unpopular are probably more about players more so than teams. I'm not on the Aaron Woods bandwagon, and I'm not as big on Matty Moylan as a lot of people are. There's a couple of players like that. I think Tedesco's poles ahead. I think Munster's better. I think there's a lot of I think Darius Boyd's had a better year. Uh, there's a lot of players that I just think get way too much hype that they don't deserve. So yeah. that's more something that I'd be unpopular. Plenty of people probably agree, agree uh, disagree with the Moylan and the Woods things, but that's my opinion. I, I agree with uh, Woods. I think Moylan's had a good year and he's getting better. I don't think he's um, up to the hype that people are making. No, when, when he gets compared to Lockyer, I just I can't I can't agree with it. That makes me almost physically ill. Yeah. Uh, Darren Lockyer is going to be an immortal. He is one of a kind. I don't care who you are. You don't get compared to Dan Lockyer. <laughs> he didn't come in a grade at 18 years old. He hasn't won comps. He doesn't have golden boots, Australian jerseys, no. uh, all the, the origin jerseys, just all the accolades, and he's not going to play 300-plus games like Dan Lockyer. Mm. Don't even compare the two. Um, ridiculous. Jay Strasberg, boys, give us the fifth and last version of the Prime Minister's 13. You can only pick from the bottom eight players' teams. Who would you use? Go. Well, I wrote some down, and to be honest, I struggle to put a team together because I looked at it. I do it this way. I don't pick players that I think aren't going to play rep football in the future, and I'm not taking older guys that have already played well, like rep G.I. football. is going to be the captain. I know that for sure. Yeah, well, I wouldn't pick him either. I, I'm trying to take like young guys or people yeah, I want to play rep football. There wasn't enough forwards, and I basically did it on form because some of them I just looked at and go, mate, there's no way I'd give you a rep jersey. Mm. Um, but people like Tedesco, if he was available, I'd take both the Trevojevic brothers, Maybe play Tedesco at fullback and Tommy on the wing. Um, I think, yeah, looking at centres, there's not really many quality centres anymore, to be honest. That's a position that's kind of died out. Who have you got? Uh, from what was left over and what teams there, like people like Blake Ferguson, but I wouldn't take him. I'd, I'd probably take Aaron Gray or Matty Utia and play him there if they gave him that opportunity, even though he's been playing in the back row. Nofaluma, I'd give a wing spot. Um, Harbs, you could pick Norman, if I suppose, depending on his band, if he's not banned for that. Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, Pierce, front rowers, Nathan Brown, Bevan, Harper. Bevan French. Bevan French, you could take and stick on a wing if you wanted to or something like that. Mm. But the centres I struggled with, forwards I struggled with as well, really. I'd take Pierce. Um, Cordner was one, again, he's already played rep footy. So I Cody, tried to, did you say Cody Walker? Yeah, yeah. I looked at it from the perspective, I didn't want to pick guys who already played reps, and when I took them out, there's, Napa, a, there's yeah. plenty of guys that didn't deserve rep jerseys. Um, in my eyes, like Joel Thompson or Jake Jaboyevich, Nathan Brown, if you're going off things like that. but Gordon, I uh, Thompson. Couldn't yeah. even put a team uh, together. Frizzell? I would have picked Frizzell. Yeah, if he's not injured. Frizzell then. But yeah, if you wanted to go yeah. like, li- li- I'd go the opposite way in this. I just I don't like when they just pick guys that probably never play rep yeah. or have already played reps. I'd be trying to pick the best young, talented guys who you think are going to be playing rep football. Yeah. Or have got an opportunity to, but 
Um, I can't even name one to seven out, mate, because honestly, Jay, I don't think most of them deserve to be getting a rep jersey. Um, but yeah. Well, and also you've left out players they are going to pick. Cause yeah, pick I've left out Ferguson and a lot of these guys that will get picked. Yeah. Because I tried not to pick dudes that have already played bulk rep football. But All right, is that us? No, nah, we've got a few more here. Joe Williams, is Andrew McFadden gone? Yep. Definitely should be. Aiden Cook, who's your MVP of the league? So if we're going to go Dally M, if more what you're getting at, uh, I think when everything went private, Cronk, Smith, Ryan James, Hodgson were on the top. If you're going to go off form and consistency over the last 10 weeks since then, I think it's going to be between one of those three. I think the two Melbourne boys and Josh Hodgson for the whole year, though, I think Hodgson's probably been the best player. Mm, yeah. Cooper Cronk started off slow. I think he's been outstanding on the run home. Cameron I'd Smith. Say, I'd say Smith or Hodgson. A lot of people argue about and whinge about and bitch about just because they don't like him, but you can't argue. He's an absolutely outstanding football player. Thurston's been good, but he's probably been a little bit more yeah, patchy. I think he's been quite. I think Hodgson or Smith, but I'd probably go Hodgson. That's uh, the one for me there. Sean Chan, areas each team should recruit him. Well, that's very deep to be going through all 16 off the top of my head at this point in the night. Um, halves? Basically, yeah, there's, not, there's not enough halves, halves to go around. Halves, hookers, sure. fullback. Yeah, spine are the key, and I think everyone needs at and least props. a decent prop or two and a gun back row of four and a half. That's probably the key areas you're always going at. Daniel Ryan, interested to know the origins behind why you follow the Titans in the storm. Well, again, we answered that before. Going through this but one. Thank a few you for the question. Good times. Patrick Rout, no love for Clint Gutherson from you guys. Can you explain? I think he's done admiral job. No, we. Well, if you listen to tonight's one, we just gave him a massive rap, so. Patty Rout. That's taken care of, Pat. When you listen to the reviews earlier on, you'll hear us speak about it, obviously, now, and you'll get a nice smile on your doll. He's done an absolutely fantastic job. Good fella, Patty. Yep. David Crellin, first time in Penrith's history. They have won the club championship. Do you see this as a win for Gus? Good for his five-year plan. Absolutely. Hard to believe it's the first time in 50 years they have won it with such a big nursery. How did this happen? Did they take cup out of this now? I don't know. They did. It changes every year. They took it out of it. Because I said the other day, how the hell's Cameron not won it? Because I thought Mounties... First grade, twenties, they're like fifth, and then someone's yeah, like, "No, but they, take, they took cup out of it now, as well." What's that? It's just twenties and first grade. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Didn't it used to be those three grades, not the younger it should ones? Should be the younger ones. The club well. championship used to be the top ones. They used to a whole lot. So if that was the case, Canberra would probably win it because yeah. they were second, first, fifth, and then I think they made finals in both. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I have to look at it. it. Used to be in the big league, and I swear it was Premier League twenty twenties uh, and first grade. What it was yeah. the three. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but they've done outstanding. They've won two of the last three 20s comps. They've got a good chance of winning this one as well. All right, Andrew Wales, can the Sharks regroup after the thrashing on the weekend? I don't think they can. No, I think it's all done and dusted. Yeah, they might win a finals game, but I don't think they'll win the comp. All right, well, that's all the Facebook stuff. So, turn on to Twitter. Uh, Gav Adonio's best individual games of the season. Some noms. Dylan Napa versus the Rabbits. Sammy versus the Rabbits. Mitch Moses versus the Dragons. Wow. I think, um, I think you could have Leilua in multiple games, to be honest. I think Corey Norman in some games, too. Yeah, Leilua's probably the one he stands out for me, going off individual performances, dominating. Uh, Cooper Cronk... Napa versus Rabbits, I think, was the best forward performance. Which game did Cooper Cronk lay five tries on? <clears throat> I can't remember. That was not yeah, too long ago. Yeah, recently, yeah. He ran a train on after somebody. I don't know. I think, mate, obviously, because I missed six weeks and most of the start of the year, I don't remember a whole lot. I'm going to blame all the alcohol in Europe, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I blanked out most of the start of the year, to be honest, so... Hard for me to say, but yeah, what probably one that stands out for me, that Napa game definitely does stand out, but uh, Cooper Cronk laying the five tries on, and I think Tedesco in a few games as well. 
um, really stood out to me. Even if he didn't score a bag of tries, just some of the runs and how dynamic he is. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exact teams, but just standout players. Hodgson's been the same as well. There's a few games where Hodgson's just been head and shoulders above absolutely everybody. Um, <clears throat> the Buckster. Thoughts on the penalty in the Dragons versus Knights game? Seemed a bit harsh to me. That being said, I'm a Knights fan. No, I thought it was a rubbish call. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I didn't see it, so I can't really make a judgment call. Daniel Friend, who are your kangaroo bolters? Pierce. <clears throat> French. I'd pick Mitchell Pierce for the kangaroos. Mm. You wouldn't? No. <clears throat> I think Cronk That's why you're a fool I think and a waste of time. Cronk and those blokes are still going to be there. Good night. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the ones who came out there and said that we should be looking to blood some new blokes, but God knows what they do. My uh, Tyson Brazil. No, Lay Lewis has got to be in there. Lay Lewis, Lay Lewis. Yeah. If Josh Morris gets picked again or something like that in this uh, squad, and that's the other thing. I'm talking the whole squad. Croker should be in that squad. Uh, I think Ryan James, our front row options, you may disagree with me or not, but if we're willing to pick Aaron Woods, Ryan James has been better than him. Mm. Um, there's somebody right there. Uh, Ethan Lowe, I think, had a good year. Tedesco should be playing in the Australian side or in the squad. Same deal. I think he should be going over. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Trebojevic's or both, but they're getting surgery, I think, or Jake is, as a squad member. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, and the other one for me, when we talk about hooking, the backup hooker, they usually take two. If they're going to take a second hooker, Jake Friend goes over. <clears throat> yeah. But as far as someone who's a guaranteed spot or should be in there, shoe in no arguments. If Joey Leilu is not wearing a green and gold jersey, give yourself a triple Malmeninga. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chambers, all these other guys, sure, they've played Origin whatever beforehand, but... If form and, and just complete and utter dominance doesn't mean anything, he should be wearing a green gold jersey. Should be first picked. Yeah. Uh, absolutely outstanding. <coughs> ben Kirk, I'm interested to hear your opinion <coughs> on the podcast six weeks. Panthers, seven wins from last eight, finished six, as I predicted. Warriors, West, gone. I think this is one of the ones I was talking about. <coughs> uh, you did power rankings while I was gone. He said, lost me on power rankings. This was round 23. Based on the past few weeks' form, you had the Warriors. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't where they were going to finish. That was not based on the form from that week. Power rankings for the week, and I'll be honest with you, Ben. I think they're a decent football side. They're obviously in the finals, but seven of the last eight wins, they beat Brisbane in a down period. Parramatta after all the trouble, and then the last couple of games, they've beaten up on teams that aren't playing finals football. So this week, even power rankings aren't where I think they'll finish on the ladder. No, it's going off form and what they've been doing. Yeah, I had the Roosters in my top eight for Christ's sake after those few weeks of winning. And then yeah, look. I think a lot of people were confused with that. But yeah, power yeah, ranking. We might make it something. We might have a top eight power ranking next year instead of sixteen. Yeah, all right. Just to not confuse people. Troy Schroeder had to vent on Facebook as I needed more than hundred and forty characters to vent my outrage. I guess that was about the Jack Whiten thing, but obviously that's been resolved now. Yeah. Dave Butsy at Triple Eight. If you had a multi across the Premiership winners, Twenties Cup, Q Cup, and NRL Royal, what would it be? Uh, I would have said Penrith. Mounties Storm, but the way the twenties has opened up now with a couple of injuries to Penrith, there's a possibility of the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd take Cowboys at the value. The Q Cup this year, literally, I've seen none of. Same. Um, usually, I do record some games, I watch them, but this year I haven't really seen them. Me I don't, either. I don't yeah. know what's going on there with the Fox thing, but I haven't really caught those games. So. They're on still on Wednesday Arvos or whatever. But. Oh, there you go. I haven't really seen too much. If from memory, I think Redcliffe were first up there and doing really well. I think PNG didn't have a bad year. It wouldn't surprise me if Townsville were up there again. Um, the Cowboys have been pretty solid and not had many injuries, so they're probably a decent side, um, I'm guessing. I'm going to have a look here. But I'm pretty sure from what I saw, Redcliffe were dominating it. And Brisbane, for the reason for that, Joel Fangowie, a couple of guys got dropped back down. Their 20s teams the last few years had a couple of guys move into their squad. They recruited, like I said in the off-season, six or seven junior kangaroos from different clubs, so they should have an assortment of talent. 
Um, East Tigers, the Melbourne... I think the two Melbourne sides got in. East Tigers and Sunshine Coast. Maybe not Sunshine Coast. East Sunshine Tigers. Coast are in. East Tigers as well. Yeah. I know they both put... Yeah, they, they were. They yeah. put players up all year. But yeah, Melbourne split their players across <laughs> the two clubs. Uh, Sunshine Coast, their new one this year. But I'm pretty sure it was Redcliffe from memory. The internet's been quite slow here while that's going. We'll move along. Um, <clears throat> on the back of the preseason... So Dave's going to wrap some of our future bets. The Sportress, can the Raiders defense... He was loving me for a pick of the Knights. Yeah, Knights. I was the only one that well, picked mate, the I still nailed most of my futures. I'd love yeah, to no, see... I'm not saying he didn't. I, I just nailed them. The one that I was big on was Knights to finish last. Well, I, got... I couldn't believe that anyone was tipping anyone but Newcastle. I got Raiders top eight, Cowboys top four. Melbourne, I got money on the minor premiership. Roosters to miss the eight. I, I got a nice little payout this week when everything went down. Jared Croker, top point scorer. Um, Sportress, can the Raiders' defence hold up? Eels, Manly, Right Edge and Tigers, Ruck, each exploited different weaknesses. Oh, yeah, well, they're going to get exposed because the main they're thing, playing up against better opposition. Yeah, the main thing for them, though, is can they score more than they concede, which they definitely can. That's the big thing for the Raiders. They can yeah. put the points on. They can afford to concede a few, much like the old Penricide of 2003. Uh, Sportress, again, Elliot Whitehead, criminally underrated or just massively underrated? Elliot Whitehead? Yeah. Oh, he's underrated, definitely. I think he's a, a decent footballer, no doubt about it. Um, especially good set of skills. Silky Hands was another example on the weekend. Got a pretty dodgy pass right down in front of him, turned it into a nice flick tap on. So, uh, Red V for life. Will the captain's challenge be in for the whole 2017 season? <clears throat> I think it should be. Possibility. I still don't think we had a big enough sample size. Maybe trials and a few other things just to see how it goes. Uh, Cassie, Luke Tomlins Cassiano back Morris back at fullback and finals footy experience across the park dogs flying under the radar hashtag dark horse no I don't think they're a dark horse nah, not buying it <clears throat> they might win this week yeah no not buying it unfortunately Anthony Cagliano do you think that the match review needs an overhaul it needs to be more transparent 100% yep 100% agreed uh, yeah here we go Q Cup ladder Redcliffe Burley Townsville P&G Sunshine Coast, East Tigers, uh, South Logan, Northern Pride was the eight. Yeah, they have a top five though. Yeah, okay. Well, so, that that makes sense. <clears> Who's <throat> the top five? Top five was Redcliffe, Burley, Blackhawks, PNG, Sunny Coast Falcons. So Redcliffe got the week off, waiting to play someone to get in the grand final. Right, well, PNG are out then. They <clears> lost <throat> on the weekend. Yep, and Redcliffe would have the weekend off. PNG beat um, Sunshine. Uh, Sunshine Coast beat PNG. Yeah. And Townsville hammered East 46-4. That wouldn't surprise so me. Townsville will play Redcliffe, is that right? Yeah. And Burley, Burley will play the Sunny Coast Falcons this weekend in a knockout. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. Town- Red, I'd, I'd say Redcliffe or Townsville, yeah. you think, wouldn't oh, I, I would have, At the start of the year, I would have said Townsville because they basically lost nobody. I don't know if they're that Well, then you look at the ladder. Redcliffe finished on 40, Burley 39, Townsville 37. So they were, they were the, yeah. clearly the top three. And Burley, uh, that's why Parramatta signed Jamal Fogarty, the former Titans player. He had a massive year playing up there for them at six. So yeah. um, he's been at the Burley Bears. There's a few in here, more conversation stuff about people in the PMs 13, like Daniel Friend, love to see Peachy and French. Well, Peachy uh, won't be in there because Penrith are playing forms. Yeah, so that one doesn't work for the PMs 13. <clears throat> Adam Stevenson, is this the most open finals season yet? No, I don't... I think there's more contenders than usual if things go right for a few teams. Most other years you can pick teams that are basically gone. I, think, I thought 2010 was pretty open. I think there's a, like, there's a possibility here, like I said, for the Sharks... 
to bounce back uh, for Penrith to maybe be a dark horse. There's, there's more. Well, I mean, the year South won the comp, the Bulldogs came from seventh, didn't they, to make the grand final? Yeah. That, that, yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to tell. I think this is more contenders, though, than usual, or more that you, more to the, speak to about. The top, the top end are closer. Yeah. There's a lot more top-end teams closer, yeah. yeah. Usually there's a couple of standouts and... Uh, the Bucks don't. In my opinion, we've been dealt some rough calls this year. We don't have the star power to get those right the grand 50-50 calls. He's talking about Newcastle. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, Ben at Skip Hops. How has McFadden still got a job? Who knows? Yeah, God knows what's going on there. Paul Wainwright, who is the best hooker in the finals besides Cam Smith? Hodgson. Yeah, Josh Hodgson. That one's pretty easy. And he might go close, like I said, to Dale M or getting hooker of the year. Could toss the coin up. Uh, more stuff here, basically, about the Jack White thing before the decision, but... That is all the fan questions. So the only thing we've got left to do, Brock, before we wrap things up, is a charity bet. So finals games this week, what are we thinking? Is there anything in particular to you that stands out odds-wise? Yeah, I think Melbourne. You think Melbourne? Melbourne? I honestly think the Raiders will 13-plus the Sharks. That's just my opinion. 13-plus Cronulla to win. I reckon at home... White and back in. No, I think I thought you meant Cronulla to beat them. No, no I reckon no, the Raiders no. will run a train on the yeah, Sharks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Let's do that. I think Raiders clap, the crowd, they're pumped. That's the worst thing that could happen to the Sharks. They lost another bloke off their bench. They looked rattled last week. Um, if they don't come out early and fire up, I mean, the Raiders could just absolutely romp on them. Uh, I just, yeah, that, that's one that just kind of glared at me. The only thing I want to know, though, what time is that game? Do they have the early game? Yeah, they do. 5.35, but it's still kind of... It's dark by then in Canberra. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm on the 13 plus. I reckon they're going to run a train on Cronulla. Ooh. That's, that's been optimistic. All right, well, there you go. That's our bet. We'll do that. Yeah, I'm pretty Last sure... Last week, I've, I had Penrith minus 29 and a half. That paid 5.50 or something, yeah, so we've got, so got a bit of wedge out of good, that. A good hunk of coin there. I, from memory, it was 3.50, 13 plus. No, it was, no, it was like a dollar ninety. No, I mean the Raiders. Oh, yeah, okay. The yeah. Raiders 13 plus this Last week. Last week, we wanted, I wanted Newcastle at the start into you wanted Penrith 13 plus. Yeah. That was about two fifty three dollars Yeah. And then they wouldn't let me do that, so I went Canberra minus three and a half into Penrith uh, 13 plus. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't accept that. So I'm not sure. William Hill are trying to I think the website, side track us. The website went a bit weird on me the other day, yeah, though, and then it worked again for me on my normal account. So but then I just thought, well, I think Penrith will win by a 1,000. I think this might be a glitch between the transfer of Centibet over to William Hill. But there you go. Our WilliamHill.com charity bet this week is the Raiders 13 plus at 350. 100 on there. Take the 100 stake away if you get a win. 250 more into the kitty. And we have to thank Kaizen Sports. Uh, they are devoted towards bringing the gap between amateur and elite sport. They are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources, and support that only elite athletes receive. Their business services include performance academies, functional movement screens, team building and leadership workshops, and pre-season camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. K-A-I-Z-E-N. Kaizen, Boxhead, any updates about this? Because you're obviously on board again. Yeah, starting. Summer Academy... Is kicking off in November. Hang on, I'll just get the date up. Uh, Monday, the 21st of November, through to Monday, the 19th of December, 2016. Then we have a Christmas break, and then it continues in 2017 from Monday, the 30th of January, which I will be missing for, but... Um, and then it continues on f- until Monday, the 27th of Feb. Yeah. So out of those 10 weeks, I'll be only missing for one while I'm away on my honeymoon. Yeah, so. well, the first set of... Uh... And it's this, this time it's 14s, 16s and 18s and over. We're going to have a senior squad. 
um, because it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to do it. It's going to be more pre-season based, so we're not going to have all those young sort of kids in there. We're going to have a, a bit of a senior age group. It's going to be more physical, more like a pre-season sort of training yeah. uh, regime. So, All right, and the other one we've got to thank, obviously, Rugby League Coaching Manual. Uh, you've written stuff for them all year. Yeah, I'm I've guessing. had, a, I think, three articles this year. So, Yeah, and anything coming up before the close uh, of business? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. So probably one more on the pipeline. Absolutely outstanding for all levels of coaching. Brock used it. He passed it on to me when I started doing a bit of coaching. Great stuff. But as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles, though, as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? It's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They've been providing coaching educational material to coaches since 93 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and drill books. All this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Thank you, Rugby League Coaching Memory. Rugby League Coaching Menu, and thank you to... Manual. 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 I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. Uh, And Kaizen Sports Performance. K-A-I-Z-E-N. Means continuous improvement. So good times. And the biggest thank you always goes to WilliamHill.com. The charity account. Brock, do we settle on a charity now? Are we going to go in? Yeah, we're going to go to the Heart Centre from Westmead. There you go. The Heart Centre from Westmead. They are a chosen charity for this year. So anyone, if you want to get onto their website or chip in just like we do and follow along, feel free to help out the Heart Centre in Westmead. Absolutely fantastic cause there. Thank you, WilliamHill.com, for that. Make sure if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, you do it with William Hill. Things back in full swing. You got the fast five. We reviewed the games. Uh, we obviously had gossip, the tips, the odds. We answered all of your questions. The only thing left to do for you is to enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. The finals are here. Who is going to win the 2016 NRL Telstra Premiership? Only time will tell. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.